Nerds! My fellow nerds, welcome back to another episode of Dama Fucking Nerds! Here we are again, excited to be in it uh, for episode 5-5. Five, five. It is closing in, you know, the, the end of 2022 is right around the corner pretty much, but we're excited to be in the studio, virtual studio again. I'm one of the hosts, MJ from Ken Entertainment, on the other side of the world. Hopefully next to my side of the world soon. Who knows what the future will bring, but soon. Also the host, Rod Dama. What hey. is up, Rod? What's up, nerds? We back again. And uh, like usual, you guys have probably clicked on a thumbnail, saw a little yep. red face or two. You probably totally. have a guess as to who else we got in the studio with us here. And uh, so I'm, I'm just going to get it over with. We got the boys, the, the 365 boys over in Portland. The, <laughs> the two, the Nick Stodd and Chris June. There they are. Stodfather, Chris Junes. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are their like nicknames? Am I missing? Um, oh, the list goes on. The list goes. Uh, it on. goes. Yeah, Does we're it? gonna need a separate episode. I think. We got oh, Pillsbury man. Doughboy. We got Strudel. We got uh, Chocolate Daddy. Um, thick I mean, Rod. Thick Bod. Thick Rod. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I need to make a list and, and a whole book at this point, you know, so. <laughs> so it is an honor to have you guys hanging out with the nerds on uh, episode five, five. And thanks to everyone for tuning in because this one's going to be a good one. Uh, as you if, if you're watching right now, you'll see everyone's got drinks. So hopefully you got a drink, too, so you can <laughs> enjoy this episode along with us. Sit back and crack a cold one with the nerds. Listen to some old cotk stories oh my god maybe? It was, it, it, and then hear from like the upbringings of how they started as like sh like shitty kids just like slapping and high-fiving <laughs> up to like We're adults getting kids, married <laughs> yeah. full-grown jobs selling full -grown houses beards yeah right flipping, come on flipping damas to flipping houses yeah. exactly oh my god there it is right there <laughs> mm -hmm. why don't we just like start at the beginning boys what uh when did you guys get did you guys get into kendama at the same time we're getting deep already Let's oh, dude, it takes me back <laughs> yes <laughs> totally and i just want to say like i don't think like you two, uh, th there's a lot of people who are, I guess, more active or, or more sh up to sharing stories, possibly done other podcasts like Review and stuff with Adam, yeah. where they've talked a little bit more. But I think you two, not so much, haven't heard so much of the history. No, so, we're, here for, we're, it, we're here to enlighten and kind of fill in on, on everything. And, you know, just, just yeah. share, share, share the roots. There may be some unknown information that people have wanted to know over the years that... Um, you know, it's now coming to fruition. So, um, yeah, as far as origin story, you know, uh, I started 2012 and um, my first glimpse of Kanama was um, basically just like the older, older like people in our high school, uh, the snowboarder skier community. As you know, that whole community with the rollerblader community, it was very popular for all of them to play Kanama. And when they weren't at the mountain or when they got injured, they would just sesh Kanama like at, you know, at their local scene. So yeah, that was the first time I was introduced to Kanama. And, um, and then if people know or not, uh, I was introduced to it with Wyatt Bray. So me and Wyatt started playing Kanama together. Uh, I remember the first day we both saw it and you guys we were friends before, right? Before yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. there, I guess there's even more origin story to that. <laughs> we went to the same high school, me and Wyatt and same, same year. 
Same year, same class. Yeah, so it was English class, English class, freshman year. And um, I was in Miss Brown's class and I was like sitting there in the morning and I just see this fuck walk in late to class with this with this skateboard, you know. I'm like, who is this fucking this goon? Like this carbon fuck. <laughs> and uh and he sits down and like uh what was it? I, I'm just like I'm just sitting there in the morning, you know, like that's a new school for me. I don't really know anyone, I'm just kind of like chilling in class. I like take a really big yawn ugh, and then I like my gum falls out of my mouth and like I take it and I like put it back in my mouth and like no one else saw it except for him. And I just look over and he's just Wyatt face, Wyatt smile. <laughs> like across the room. <laughs> and like ever since then, it was like, you know, I, I he would um after class, like I would talk to him like briefly right after in the halls and he'd be like, he'd be like, yo, dude, like, can I get a couple of dollars? Like I'm trying to like go get a muffin or something. Like I would just kind of give him like money here and there for him to like get things at the store because like <laughs> of course he didn't have money and of course he was asking me so, so wait wait wait, like, wait, oh, wait sure, chris dude. chris like, the, the, pers- the persona of <laughs> of why it was already like that how how everybody you know in, does the impersonation of why is is like that and you just did it just with a little bit of a high-pitched voice you know before hitting puberty <laughs> was he was that his steez even <laughs> when he was a young little dude Oh, I mean, it's, it's never ending, you know, it's, it's never ending. <laughs> it's tried and true to the name, you know, Wyatt Candy, Sean's Spray. get shit on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can only imagine you know, when, when we're all like grandpas, we, uh, sound yeah. like Caleb used to, or he still does to this day, but he used to keep like a quote, a quotes list of all of us. And so he would just like keep a list of running quotes that we would say during the oh day. My God. And that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we slowly became friends and, um, you know, kind of like started partying and, and whatnot, got more into the fun activities of high school. And then, um, Kendama just kind of fell into our lives like sophomore year, like a year later. So we were already friends. And at that point, um, he borrowed a, a Kanama from one of our friends for a day. And I remember he, it was a Red Ozora, something like that, pretty sure. And uh, he walked up to me at the end of the day and was like, dude, like, look what I can do. And like, you know, doing the classic, this is like the classic, you know, story here, but um, mm-hmm. doing Moshi Kame and like little cup taps and stuff. And yeah, from there, um, I don't know, just never put it down. And I, I kind of like, honestly, ended up playing with like his Kanamas for the next like four to six months. And after that, I got my first one on my birthday because he told my mom to get me one like for my birthday. So honestly, it all is because of Wyatt, the reason that like I mostly play. Um, and then there we were uh, we were going to like a local Portland uh, battle, if you would say like Portland a competition hosted, hosted by uh, Nick. Your Trolley, dude. Yep. Two bears. Two bears. Hey. He was playing before any of us, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah, was like one of the uh, four fronter uh, frontiers of like the Portland scene. For yeah, Portland. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Like wow. our first battles and like um really like you know, kind of was the first one to like really like make Kanama like a meetup in Portland. No one else is doing that before him. Yeah. Um, so much but so there were, but there were players, but no one was just gathering you guys and making yeah, a there, place. there were players for sure. Um, you know, at that point he had a couple like close friends and he was living in downtown, like the Pearl District area of Portland, um, and like really um just was really about the scene um and he was very active online back then back when like i feel like nama lived much more so online and it wasn't as large um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. forums to, to use and i think portland economic community was like a really big one for all the organ players and so that's kind of where we talked and, and did stuff um 
And yeah, the first time I went to an event was I, I didn't live in Portland. You know, I, I drove three and a half hours up with like my dad and I was like 16 and like, you know, was not the person I am today. And like went to like this, like a Nama battle. I had no idea what to expect. Um, and it was, it was cool to like meet like I grew up in Bend, Oregon, which is a very different place than Portland. It's not like uh, it's not a city. It's a town. And it's a fairly like a Republican kind of red state kind of town in Central Oregon. And, you know, and I had no experience with with the Portland scene at all. until I went to this this first event, I think it was a partly cloudy battle. I think the first one is what it was called, if I remember correctly. Nice. And I'm with like my dad and my sisters. You know, I was like a child. I felt like one anyway. I was like 16. I like was like Grammy. Yep. You know, didn't didn't know anybody <laughs> yep. at all. Um, was doing border balances and just like kind of went there and met all these Portland kids. It's like, man, like doing border balances. Like, man, they're wearing really baggy clothes here. They got like jerseys. They smell like pot. My dad's like over in the corner, just like shaking his head and shit. Because you know? <laughs> even, even back then, like Portland was a very mature scene. It kind of always has been. It was like you know a bunch of like young people, like in their mid to early twenties. Uh, fucking smoking cigarettes and drinking beers on the side and yeah, listening to grunge but, music. But still, kids were showing up kind of a little bit. And I was one of those kids at the time, so it was kind of cool to kind of like important <laughs> people that way. And I was like, I don't know what to expect. And then like they were really good at Kanama, you know. Wait, I just have to say, I'll never forget. I, I always tell them this deal. I'll never forget. I'm like, we're under this undercover. I don't remember what the fountain was, but it was somewhere downtown, and it I was just raining. Yeah, and I was raining, and I I just see like a glimpse through the crowd, and it's like Nick Dodd and is like. In his like you know little green uh, uh, windbreaker jacket, I don't know why. Just in my head, I was like, that kid green looks coat. like an. I was like, he looks like an alligator. I don't know why. Just, everyone looks like an animal. <laughs> At that moment, I was like, he's just an alligator. And like, I just remember seeing him like through the glimpses of the people, just like doing a water balance. And I was like, yo, who's that kid? And I just like, walked out to him. I was like, yo, dude. Like, <laughs> we just started talking, playing, and shit. And wow, that was a legendary battle. Who would have known that we would have gone so far from there? Why winning best trick at that at that event? Nice. That? And I won a, I won the advanced bracket. Or yeah, then you won advanced. The the highest tier at the time was. Uh, it was a uh, yeah, but nice. Yeah. So Nick, so you said you know you're from Bend. Was there other Kanjama players as well that you were feeding off of to pretty much get that good, or you just? Yeah, so I'll explain like my origin story, I guess, because um, I haven't really explained that to anyone like formally before in an interview. Uh, I found Kendama in Bend, Oregon in 2000, January of 2012. Um, I was a freshman in high school at the time, which for those of you that don't know, that's like a, it's ninth grade. Um, and what happened was, is that for some reason, there was this really big boost of like players um, that like the scene just kind of popped. I don't know really where it started um, or kind of where it began, um, but there was this Japanese store in town called Wabi Sabi and they sold Japanese goods. Um, and they also sold kanamas before like people were really playing with them. It was more like a novelty thing. They were familiar with it. The store kind of sold them. And there was a place even right when we started a place to go buy them in, in our little town, which is really cool. That's sick. Yeah. And so they were carrying like sunrises and like Shin, you know, uh, Shin Fuji's and Ozora's and really bad tributes, which even back then. <laughs> were good. Hey, no, um, I mean, I was about to say, that's pretty good that they had any of those because usually yeah, if, it, if it was a Japanese store, they would have just those like, you know, the touristy kind of super like eggy dollars, no, yeah, uh, like lacquer yeah. on the, on the whole canon stuff. Totally. We had like an actual selection of like actual kanamas to play with. Um, and they made like, they started to kind of like sell a little bit and they started selling a lot. So there was this little scene in my high school and, you know, to be totally transparent and honest, like 
Uh, a lot of, it was just freshmen that started playing. I had sophomore and junior friends at the time. I was like, man, these guys are fucking nerds. And I was like, that's whack. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, dude, this guy's, you know, it's just so lame. Like they're playing at like lunch and like, I'm sitting here like talking about cool shit with my friends. Like that's lame. Um, and was kind of a hater. Um, and I'm not proud to say that, but I was like hating on it, honestly. Yeah. And you know, my, one of my buddies had one and he, uh, had it at his house and he was like taking a shower one day after we were hanging out and. I picked one up and I was like, oh shit, this is fun. It was like a blue sunrise or something like that, like a dark blue one. And he let me use it. And then like, I was playing with it while I was at his house and he was like, oh, you're like, you're pretty good at this. And I was like, yeah, can I take this home? And he's like, sure. So I take it home. I ended up losing it or whatever. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, that was actually really fun. And then I kind of like backed off a little bit and like, didn't really think about it. Um, and then I was hanging out with like my family and my dad and I really wanted to go hang out at this like fall festival down in Benton, which is like this like once a month kind of thing. And like, he wouldn't let me go see my friends. And I was like, dude, I just want to go hang out with my friends. Like, and he's like, no, mm. you're going to hang out with your family tonight. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Well, will, will you buy a Kandama for me? And so to shut me up and make me stop bitching, he like buys me a Kandama <laughs> from the store that's in Benton. Yeah. And I bought a German flag in Fuji. And nice <laughs> yeah it's like a super sick like it was the most expensive one because it's like fuck my dad i'm gonna get the nice one so like that was <laughs> even back then it was like 45 bucks <laughs> i was like oh, my friends you know whatever it was and so i picked up that one and then we went back uh to my house and i just started playing with it and then like i did lighthouse within a couple hours and then i like got mm. like started to learn stuff and and then i just fell in love um, and then I just like mm. didn't, didn't stop. And then I started to join the lunch circle every, every day, um, at lunch at my high school. Cause everyone played every day. And I was starting to go over to the circle. It always goes down at lunch, dude. It always goes down yeah. at lunch. And, and to be honest, like I was really scared to go over there. Cause there was a couple of really good players at the time named Cody <laughs> and Michael. And like, I didn't, I was really weird back then. I was like oddly competitive with people. And like, I was like, I don't want to go over to the sesh until I'm good to play. Mm -hmm. you know? And so the first time I went over into that sesh, I like got good by myself, played with absolutely nobody, like a fucking weirdo. And then one day I went up to, to Michael, the best guy in the school and everyone knew he was the best. And I was like, I want to play you in Ken. In the middle of um, lunch, uh, everyone and like, no one like tried to like challenge him at the time, uh, because he was so good. And it was one of those things where it was like oddly like competitive, a lot of like sports bros were playing it or whatever it was. And yeah, I went up to him and I was like, and they didn't know who I was. I was like, Hey, I want to play you in Ken. Um, and everyone was like, dude, who the fuck did you like there? take your glove off? Fucking slap. Yeah, I was about to spank you. You're fucking, you know, what are you doing? And it was literally like that. It was kind of like the movie. And I was like, no, I want to play him in Ken. And I, and I spanked, yeah. like, handed it to him. And like four tricks, <laughs> just like killed him. Did like a double lighthouse flip in the game, and back then that was messed up, you know. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and then at every, that point, you'd only been playing for what oh, less like, than six months. Yeah, like, no, I've been playing for at that time when I went up to him. I'd only been playing in like uh, five weeks. <laughs> um, oh, oh you're buzzing double lighthouse flips in the that's game. That's one thing about Saad that's always been a thing is like that he was doing hard tricks really early on. Yeah. So I I went up to him, and then after Sounds that, fun. I ended up being friends with everybody, and at lunch, I started to go there every day and left my other friends in the dust, and then everyone just kind of stopped, and then. Me and my best friend, Nick Edmonds, at the time, just kept doing it. And, yeah. like, we then started filming edits. And, like, he was the filmer, and I was the Kanama player. And we both played together, but, like, then it turned into something else. And that's where, if you, like, go look up my early edits, like, you'll find some pretty cutty, cutty stuff. But, like, Nitsdott in high school at McDonald's drinking Mountain Dew, and I'm, like, 16. And 
you know, and then we started making videos and that kind of Mountain Dew <laughs> with Red Bull. Mountain Dew with Red Bull. Ooh, like mixed together or were you like double fisted? Mixed. 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 <laughs> I was drinking a, a whole two liter of Mountain Dew in about a four hour stretch every Let's day. Let's go. Every day? Every day. Whoa. That's a lot of dew, but. Not good economics. <laughs> Yeah, that's why his, uh, one of the sod mods was like the Mountain Dew thing. Yeah. Right? That was oh, okay. Thing. Yes. Yes. The first one. Yeah. The green. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. That's that what that is was. the Mountain Dew. And I think I remember reading somewhere about that. Yeah. yeah you did mention something about connecting <laughs> with Mountain Dew. That's all I was drinking. I was drinking it every day. And, and even in CUDK, like that was the drink of the crew. Like we would go, through, we would drink Baja Blast. We, we were shotgunning Mountain Dews at one point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when, when, again, <laughs> shitty kids do stupid stuff. Like, I'm exactly. like, that's the, when you got nothing else to do. Like, I remember when I was like fucking snorting like pixie sticks. I was like, what the fuck? Like in high school. <laughs> if know? I was these days, I'd be doing those Tide Pods, you know? I was like, the Tide Pods. <laughs> did you get, did, oh, I don't man. know. Cause, cause I mean, like for me, you know, we're talking about, you know, your youth growing up. You know, I'm past all of the, like Kendama was for me when I was already like uh, an adult, whatever, you know, finished with all schools and whatnot. So I, I reminisce, I can recall um, hanging out at those, the lunchtime circles. But for, for my school, it was hacky sack. That was, that was a jam. Yeah. Right? Mine you know, too. I, when I, I was in high school. Yeah. Right. Right. And like, that was super fun. So I can only imagine like what it was like. And I'm sure, you know, as again, as kids, and if there's any kids, teenagers listening to this, like everyone has that same feeling of like, yeah, you know, you don't want to like look stupid in front of other people. So a lot of people just decide to like, just sit back and don't Mm -hmm. do anything, kind of like be the quiet kid or sit, you know, just not be so super active. And it's really interesting how, how stodd with you, like you, you figured out like almost like a plan that you were going to go, or maybe you didn't even think about it at the oh, time, I did. but I like premeditated. I was a little, <laughs> yeah. dude, I did a little prick. And like, it was funny. Like all the people that did it at the time at the high school were like sports dudes and I wasn't doing sports. And they were like, okay, guys. And like the, the popular basketball kids. And for some reason, I'm a problem yeah. with that, which is really not generally the case. Um, it's yes. like more of the outsider crowd kind of learner group and like economic extreme sports kind of school and bend in little tiny bend Oregon with some of, you know, weird people, I guess you could say like, it was very fratty. And I was kind of like, fuck you. Like, I'm not part of that group. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to show you that I'm better than you. That was my thought process. I, yeah. that I was, I was a kid at the time. The name for it is, it used to be called as a Dick Stodd. Yeah. That's it's still called that. Dick Stodd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was that. And for many years, I was more towards that side of things and was very competitive with it because I always felt like I had something to prove for some weird reason. Uh, mm. But that was a very interesting way to kind of start. Um, and then I, I went up to that Portland jam and really figured out that, like, you know, it was much more community based and like everyone was just really nice. And I remember thinking, like, oh, people in Portland are really cool. You but know, he went like, there to shit on us. I did. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> but he went there to shit on us. I did. I went there to win. I told my dad, I was like, yeah, I want to go to this battle and win. And then I, I, I won the event and I was like, cool. And then I like, but it. then you were like, there's something else there. And then I yeah. realized, yeah, I realized I was like, oh, it, it's not like Ben here. Everyone's nice. And like, people are chilling. People like mm. are really accepting. And it's not so much of like a fratty, like sports culture. It's more of like, a yeah, yeah. that's why I really yeah. figured out like why it was different. And, wanted to kind of become friends with people and, and do it more often with, with groups of people. I don't even, I don't even genuinely remember like when, like the, the, the transfer of like us meeting there and then us like hanging out was, I don't either. I've always <laughs> thought about that. You know, it's like, I yeah. think maybe like, 
I was still Wyatt hit you up or something. I don't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, I think Wyatt hit me up the because Wyatt, like Wyatt was the best one there. It was me and Wyatt in like June or whatever were kind of like the best ones at the time, you know, besides two bears who was hosting the battle. And I think I was the first person that Wyatt had met that was like, I was better economic than him at the time. I, I'll mm-hmm. say that. I think we'd agree with that. Um, you know, and like at the time there was, there was only like everyone in Portland kind of knew each other. And I was like this random kid that kind of popped up from this little mountain town. I was like, yo, I'm really good at this. And he was like, yo, I want to hang out with this kid. He was very accepting and like wanted to play with me. And I think he hit me up because my dad lived in Portland at the time. So I was making, it's like a three hour drive between the two cities. And so like, I was coming up to Portland twice a month anyway. And I think he messaged me and was like, yo, like, do you want to meet up with us? I think. And yeah, something like that. Cause we were, cause me and Wyatt, like. To, to kind of play off that, like, you know, so I get my first Kanama. It's a, it's a, um, a green stripe tribute. That was my first one. You know, the big cup's like flat to this day, just cause that's all I did. Um, and from there we, we would like, we would go to the park up the street from the high school. And, and we essentially, before we decided we wanted to make a team, like we were still playing every day and, and we would almost do what we, what would you would call like, almost like a football practice type of thing. Like we'd be like, yo, every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, like we're going to go. Meeting very consistently. It's very scheduled. We had a scheduled meet thing like that we would do and go practice. And so we were taking it seriously at that point. Like we were, we didn't know what we wanted to do out of it, but we were like, we saw videos, we saw, you know, Turner Thorne videos, Zach Yard videos, like yeah, that, Jacob Foshaw, all like, those people. WKT and WKT videos were also a thing at that point too. Yeah. WKT of course got super into the edits and then, um, at that from that point on we we were like oh my god like we want to be that good you know it'd be so fun to be that good and so from that point on i think we just invited him and then he would come up periodically but after that um since we became friends you know it was like first it was like yo come sesh with us and i was like yeah these guys are dope i'm gonna hang out with them and then like i was like never hanging out with my family and not hanging out with my dad and always just coming out and hang out with like my canal friends and like yeah, Maybe every my friends every like as every often as soon as I could I would come up and first it was like every couple weekends and then well and then me and Wyatt were kind of like um I don't remember what the idea behind starting CDK was but we kind of were like I mean I think we were influenced by WKT a hundred percent that is like the main reason why and then Ken Mintz and all that and all of them but um we well I guess we just wanted to create our own crew in that sense we we saw the like community behind a crew and how cool it is to be a crew and create i guess crew videos were way more common back then and and we kind of were like yeah we just want to do our own thing in that sense and so um i remember we were like talking about a name and stuff and we, we finally like landed on the name and then from that point on it was like go time like it was serious you know it was like this is the days we're practicing this is the time you don't miss practice like <laughs> it was, like, a, it was yeah. a sports team yeah it was, it was at that point it was we were like yo we're thinking of this like uh, like a football team or like a, any kind of yeah. team like we are trying to get good and we want to make something out of it so yeah, that's like, kind of what we, happened that was the funny thing too is that people are like oh these guys are goons they like drink videos and put them like we, we we drink or like we party and like we smoke we were stoners and we were doing all those things but like when it came down to Kanama, like it was very very serious and it was like very mm-hmm. like premeditated and we were focusing on practicing and the goal was to get better. We wanted to be the best team in the world. Um, and so, and to be the best team in the world, well, guess what? We knew this guy and we were like, Oh, that kid's fucking raw. Like, (laughs) so we need to recruit, like we need to get good people. And what do you know? He's, he's from band. Like that's Oregon crew. Right. Yeah. And then Chris, at that time it was just you and Wyatt 
figuring yeah. out. Right, so yeah. you guys are pretty much the the founders. Yeah, together, be like, let's get together. We both like, I guess, horror movies. Children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was like some stuff from like Wild's Wild childhood. Like he had seen those movies and stuff, and that was one of the the prerequisites of getting on the team is you have to watch all the Children of the Corn movies. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> But after that, I, were a team before I joined. yeah, we, me and, yeah. me and why were a team. Okay. And then, um, I'm, and then we actually went through a couple other members, like local high school homies that like play at the time, like our, my friend Daniel, we put on the team. He was on for a couple of weeks type of thing. Uh, and the yep. third, the third member, I hope I'm speaking correctly was Elijah Onishi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Elijah, still, Onishi, still shredding because Elijah, yeah. um, and Elijah also went to me and Wyatt's high school. He was in a grade below us. And Wyatt stopped going to my high school like a year or two in um, for reasons I'm sure you could guess. No, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Elijah, Elijah was my only sesh buddy. Like I, he is the only person I could grind with. So, you know, kind of like at the time, you know, everyone's awkward in high school, but like, you know, me and like this kind of like random awkward kid at the time, like we would not typically be friends, right? Like I was kind of in like the party stoner sort of scene. He's Jude, Jude was cool. Elijah wasn't <laughs> conventionally cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not high school. Cool. Within, uh, yeah. Yeah. All, all of the, the, the genres that are the, the clicks right. that are made within the high yeah. school. Exactly, yeah. But yeah. Through, Kandama, through Kandama, we unite, you know? And so that's kind of what it was. It's like me and him, would just grind like like the that's what I said earlier. It goes it always goes down at lunch because like every lunch period it'd be like yo half circle and then the half circle is like this little area in the back of the school like this little half uh, concrete circle and like all of our friends would eat lunch and they would just like watch us like play Ken and and that's where me and Elijah really got our our grind time in and then other than that you know between periods and whatever we can we can muster up you know I I we had like a little sesh spot like where we'd always be away from school just in case because we didn't want to get in trouble or whatever and that's where we grind me and him and so me, me and him had our, had our own little thing going and then we had our team thing and i was like okay well obviously you're just gonna like join the team because you're you're grinding with me like mm-hmm. yeah and and so that happened and then you know we picked up Stodd, and and now it's a thing because Stodd is a, at the time was a package deal right nick Stodd and nick edmonds yeah so Nick mm-hmm. Edmonds plays a huge part in this too because huge part. Nick Nick like filmed me early on. Like all my first like four videos were by him. He made my most popular edit. Like we did that together. Like my edit four, which I think is my most like popular yeah. like solo mm-hmm. edit. Um, yep. He filmed all that. He did that with me. We did that in Ben. We did a little yeah. bit of Portland and that. And like he was, it was mostly in Ben. And like he was playing with me and like supporting me and like making me feel like I could like really like make an impact in in the community. And like it was just me and him. Like. And some of like the Portland scene at the time, they had some other players to play with. We didn't have that. Everyone at our high school stopped playing. Um, it was just me and him like trying to like really push and like just kind of do something with it because we loved it so much. And like him filming me like allowed me to have a platform and allowed me to like have a chance to like really kind of progress. And he was the reason that pretty much got sponsored because I could never do any of the filming stuff. I didn't have that skill. I didn't know what to do with it. Still doesn't. I still don't. I still don't. <laughs> about a camera and it's gibberish to me right now. Uh, <laughs> And he really like really helped me and like was my friend and like joined the team with me. And like, we were a part of the team together for a long time. Um, and then obviously things happened and some people drift away, but like, he was like the, the person to kind of like support me and like make me feel like we could do it. But segue here's where it gets real spicy. <laughs> this is what happened next. So we have a crew, we have like a kind of uh, tight knit crew at this point, 
We're practicing hard. We are filming now. We're consistently meeting up. We're consistently progressing together, right? Mm-hmm. And then I find myself at the country fair, the Oregon country fair. Um, and I'm moseying along in the fair. And, you know, in, in the country fair, it's a very uh, fluid, you know, situation going on there. There's there's everything going on. There's like a juggler circle. There's, um, you know, people doing the hula hoops. And then you go over here and it's a booth and there's dude dude playing like lullaby, like Zelda's lullaby, like on the on the ocarina, you know, and like it's a whole experience. <laughs> if you've never been to the Oregon country fair, you should go hundred percent. But when you say country fair, all I can imagine is like goats petting like goats. The child's like child's like petting zoo yeah, kind yeah. Of shit, yeah it is a hippie fest well it was line. like that the county fair was the one with the goats the country fair is the one with the acid country fair uh, is the one with the acid and the shrooms and uh, and uh all of you that you get that r in the county hitter <laughs> and anything else you can imagine um but so you know i'm, I'm trekking along the fair brought my dama obviously at that point it's just kind of like part of me um and and who do i find just seshing with a sweets uh what is it f3 or what was it what was that shape called that oh, god awful shape god, i'm just kidding the, <laughs> start with an f yeah sweets had a really focus good. focus yes. the, yeah the sweets focus a few, yeah with a, um with a, a red marble tama i don't know why i remember that so specifically oh, they used to do the marbles, but yeah. but yeah from mm-hmm. a distance uh i see tana hack and oh. so that is actually how i met tana hack and at that point um I think he was already posting on, on like FKC. I know he was like, kind of had his own little like rise in FKC at that time. I didn't know who he was though until like after I met him, but yeah. So I met Tana hack. We immediately were best friends and we literally ended up playing Kandama the rest of the entire day. I said, fuck all this, fuck everyone. And me and me and Tana hack just played Kandama for like <laughs> next like eight hours. It was the greatest day ever. Um, and then from that point, you know, I go back to Portland, I tell them about him and then, you know, they see his clips online connect two and two we got tana hack right oh no tana hack was raw as fuck like mm. if you're listening to this back, right now go look up tana hack and watch his video yeah. he is the og you stall still, master you still can't do his trick like, some legit ass homework if you don't know tana hack you must know tana yeah hack. yeah seriously i only learned about him from the uh the co days mm-hmm. yep he was on co because he was yeah, yeah from i there. always I always say, um, if there's one player that I could that I could bring back to to the Konami scene, it'd be Tana. Use the Dragon Balls to resurrect. <laughs> Seriously. That so is the what one. what what has happened to him? Anybody know? He, I mean, so 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 to be honest, what what happened was, I think the dynamic of our team uh, and the pressure that essentially we put onto people because we were really serious and, and you did need to be playing Kandama a lot. And the whole, the whole idea of it was to be the best team in the world, right? Like that was the, the, the like goal. And if so, if you weren't doing that, it was like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like it was a little harsh, right? We were teenagers, you yeah, know, and then, harsh. we didn't care about if you weren't playing Kandama, we didn't give a fuck what you're doing. We, we weren't like understanding, you know, and it was like, <laughs> joined, well, because, you know, you joined the team, with mm-hmm. that purpose and so yeah, and those like, expectations on the team right members. and so yeah. i think that those expectations along with our miss are not our what is it, lack of empathy um just kind of like put a lot of pressure on people and and mm-hmm. it's not like we uh are exempt from that either you know but we yeah. just kind of also had a different advantage because we were local and we uh we were i don't know i guess running it more so and so 
you know, Latana, um, it was kind of like kind of falling off, kind of not posting or doing or progressing or maybe coming to Portland as much, maybe just doing Tana, all of the above. Tana also, I don't know if you made that clear. Tana did not live in the same town as us. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, make that clear. Tana, Tana was two hours away. So it was, yeah, yeah. it was kind of hard because we would put people on the team that lived in Oregon, but we wouldn't, we didn't like disqualify people if they lived in a different city. And so obviously I mean, you don't say no to Tana hack. No, not at all. But it's like, <laughs> I'm, I think like I was living in Portland. We put on this guy named Nick Warren um as well and like we, i was gonna get to nick warren yeah yeah exactly and it's like we mm. picked up these people that like weren't living around us and we didn't have a lot of communication mm. with. um I, I mean we did but like we weren't session with them and so what would happen is that you know we'd be like hey like you haven't been playing a lot of kanama like you haven't been posting you haven't been talking to us and it was kind of like at the time it was kind of like you're not playing kanama like fuck you you know <laughs> like they as, as yeah as people that didn't <laughs> live here they had to put in extra effort right yeah, they didn't oh, they had to okay, okay. play it visible it wasn't like oh they were just session it's like mm. and like we said there was that mistake on our end of like being too intense with it mm. um but you know it was it was hard for like other people because it was at the time like at, at that point it was like me chris and wyatt were living in portland and we were like like i guess like the main dudes and like we put on tana to live in eugene and like Tana killed for a long time. And then like, we started to kind of ask more people and, you know, wanted to, to see more out of folks. And then it ended up not being kind of like a good fit. And then also mm. people just kind of stopped playing Kandama. That just happens, you know? And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you stopped playing, we were kicking you off. Like we didn't give a shit. It was like, you know, like we were still friends and it was cool, but it's like, yo, if you're not playing Kandama, like we don't, we don't want to harbor you on our team and we don't want to like build with you. The core values of the team were like law, you know, that was like the crest. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. I think the pressure just kind of was over. It's like now it's not fun anymore, right? And that's, mm. I mean, what what's Konama if it's not fun, right? So I think that totally. combined with the fact that he just wasn't as into it, it contributed to him leaving the team. And mm. also maybe contributed to, I don't know, like I said, it wasn't as fun anymore. So maybe maybe all that pressure and all the expectations and on the co and yada yada, I think all that just kind of was overwhelming. And it's like, I'm going to take a step back. But if I remember yeah, correctly, yeah. I think Tana too was very aware of that. And I think he came to us pretty soon and was like, Hey, I can't give you the time I need. Yeah. And like, he was very like the way that we ended up partying ways was very gracious and he was yeah. on the same page and he really understood what we were trying to do and he respected it. And he was like, you know, I'm no longer in that headspace and that mm-hmm. commitment where I can be a good fit with you. And he was very honorable in that sense. And it was really nice of him to like really, care and to be like yo i see what you're doing i just can't do it for you right now and i don't think it's a good fit and he came forward with us mm-hmm. after talking with him and uh you know I, we we missed him a lot. i mean he was the shit so you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah aside yeah. from kanama like literally one of my best friends ever. really good person really really good person oh yeah so no, is he uh was he older than you guys same age same age oh, as he? Okay, I'm 27, okay. so he was around the same age i think yeah. one or two years or one year older or uh not as old whatever yeah yeah Yeah. it was in the same yeah four-year kind of high school range yeah totally oh Mm. man okay okay that's so interesting to hear how like you guys really had like the passion for it it reminds me of like lost boys slash like the heathers like you remember those movies like of this (laughs) code yeah the goonies lost boys like (laughs) yeah yeah really like cut in hands like fucking spit you know blood brothers it was like that it was it was yeah this used to be my bed buddy every time we'd get drunk i would just sleep in his bed yeah we'd sleep at wyatt's like house (laughs) and like we would share beds and that was like our thing (laughs) together like 19 session beers in one night and still land like fucked up tricks and then wake up next time be like yo you want to just go like smoke a joint and do it again yo like burritos like it's all we eat by the way we only ate burritos it actually pissed me off at one point we only ate burritos. 
I still don't get burritos. I still don't. This guy eats two things, bagel sandwiches and burritos. That's all I eat. You know, <laughs> turn vegetarian still only eats bagel sandwiches. Is it, but is it all is it always the same one though? Like or do you get like a different burrito, a different bagel sandwich? Or is it like I'm a, what, I'm a man of routine, you know? Soy fruity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you get now. Yeah, get out of here. Fucking mustard over here is with this bucket of chicken, like you know, yeah, you got your shoirito, you know. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I I still I, I mean you know, a little, little tofu burrito here and there, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's all about the sauce, though. If you have the sauce, you got my heart. I mean, it, you know, it's like, you got you can have a good burrito, but if you, you don't got good sauce, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's all the it's sauce. A, it's God just speed. an empty vessel. God <laughs> speed, you know. God speed. <laughs> God speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we have Tana Hack. Yeah. came in where where does old um, old man nefries fit into all this uh, oh, so, so so there's like three eras here right like i was about to say eras. i didn't know that there was this many people because like even totally. even for me like you know oh, getting into yeah. kendama I, I think i was you know really late jumping onto the scene of anything outside of of youtube uh for me like my entrance was like a lot through like kendama usa and and wtk like ballard's edits like where we are um as and i think stod you made an appearance there's a small cameo i think of a young ass stod mm -hmm. at the roots tour oh yeah oh, yeah we were there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay okay <laughs> oh god I was trying to okay i have to i have to interject this he <laughs> he only went there well he didn't only go there but he goes to go there. shit on a pro wanted to make sure i'd slap some people in kent to shit on Ken. people right? yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. In classic Dick Stodd nature, you know, goes and it's like, oh yeah, Keith Messi Moore is my favorite player. I can't wait to shit on him. <laughs> goes there, does a quad moon circle on him. I saw it in person, and Keith is like, Whoa. dude, what? Like, he's like that Ripper kid that just comes up to you and it's like, hey, like, I'm a fan. He's like, can I play you and Ken? And just like does like a quad tap, jug down, and you're like. Oh, so that's how it is. Yeah, Dr. yeah. Oh, <laughs> like he, he wants to win. Playing to win, you know. Like, wow. Because <laughs> at the time, he was like the Jesus Christ of everything that was Kanama back then. Yes, like, yes. Like, and like to me, is still my all-time favorite player, just because of what he was at the time. And like, there was like two years where it was like Keith up here, and then there was like. Oh. Everybody else, Keith. you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. yes, yes. He was untouchable for like he a was long untouchable time. for a long time, and like he was just like clearly the best player in the world by a higher margin than there's ever been like a best player. Mm. And if you know Stodd, he likes the best, you know. Uh mm -hmm. LeBron James fan, uh Paul McBeth fan, uh Nick Gallagher <laughs> fan. If it's the best it's for him, but it's funny. Like when I when I met Keith, I like because the, there was two roots tours, right? There was like goddamn fucking. Uh, there, there was two roots tours. There was I think 2012 and then 2013. Which one was the best one? Well, I was better in 2013. Uh, I'm so. sorry, I had to. Mm -hmm. uh, 2012 was, was the was awesome. They went to Bend at that one in the first one because there was a little bit of scene there, and they knew that, so they went and stopped in Bend, Oregon for 2012. And I was playing, I think, three months at the time, and I met Colin Sander, and that was like the moment where I was like, I love this. Like it was like this is so. You cool. met Colin Sander in 2012, not yeah. the 2013 one. Oh. Yeah, I met him at the first one because there was two. They did it back to back years. On the first year, they went to Bend, and I see. Okay, I'd only been playing a few months, and like Colin was doing like a he was trying to lunar barrel roll, and at the time that was just like so fucked up. Um, mm -hmm. And 
That was an awesome experience. Because every diamond sucks for Leonard. So obviously it's 10 times harder. Yeah, he's like playing with <laughs> Yeah. So it was it was really cool to meet all those guys. And then they did the the restore next year. They I think they skipped Bend and I went up to the Portland one instead where they did the 2013 restore. And that's where I kind of like met Keith. I don't Keith wasn't on the first tour. Um it was like, yeah, like kind of the main coup surprise of the time, like the Turner Thorns and stuff like that mm. on the first one. And then I met Keith. And there was a few of the Kron guys also. Like no one really yeah. knew Kron back then, by the way. Like for the record, like even I was we were all really involved in the scene. Like the Kron guys were very low-key back in 2013. Like Matthias, like he had some dope tricks and you kind of saw them ripping. Like you saw the Talk Hill Terra entry thing, and yeah, it was like, Oh, totally. like, this guy's so good. This yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we weren't really familiar with like those dudes even back then. Um, they were kind of establishing their roots. Um, mm. Not that like TK was like in 2013 was like the top, top, top dog, like just like the, the dude. Um, but, you know, Crom itself wasn't like a very big company, at least to us here in the United States at the time. Yeah. Because yeah. they had just came over for the first time at Dama Fest in 2013, was it? So 13 is when they were on the tour with the Kusa guys. And and for us, it was like, oh, who's why is Kusa fucking with the Krom guys? Because like Kusa was like the only thing that mattered back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was it was really interesting to see those guys kind of come along. And then like you started to like kind of like that's like how Krom kind of started here, I feel like for us. As players to realize like oh dude these guys are fucking good like you know it looked like oh yeah really good yeah oh, pizza yeah. tossing to the ceiling pizza yeah. tossing <laughs> turd tabling you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then just the flow that they had that denmark style is yep. is so different mm-hmm. turntable spike around denmark lace yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time, you know there was european kendama for us at that time wasn't consistent <laughs> as far as relevance goes like we I mean, Ken Dogs was playing back then, and that was the only dude I knew at all in Europe at the time. Well, mm-hmm. Ben Reven or Ren. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, Ren Reven, Jeffrey Van Rasta, yeah. But there was one like there wasn't like a big Europe scene at the time. Like now, there is like a whole Europe community. Oh feel my like. god! And back yeah. then, like mm-hmm. for us, we didn't really realize like what was happening over there. And these calm guys kind of came over and were like, "Holy shit! Like you guys are really good at Kanama." And like TK has owned a company for. As long as he's kind of been playing, he kind of started his company. I feel like yes. for a couple years and people kind of forget that. But like TK was like, I remember being at like KWC in 2015 and he was like working and like making designs. Oh yeah. We computer. were on the bus yeah. and he's like on his computer. And I was like, what you got to go over What you got to do no, going over there? And he looks back. He's like, and the know? rise of Cromit <laughs> in itself is a very <laughs> unique and interesting story. It could be its own yeah. episode of like what Crom did. And like, totally. as, it's as, like I said, as we said, like they didn't start that way. And like they ended up being mm-hmm. the biggest company for a little bit, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Now, yeah. I will say the Roots Tour was actually a really special event in terms of a lot of things because um, that was the first time we had met all those people. Right. And mm-hmm. that was the first time Stodden met Keith. And it was like, obviously, Keith is meeting Nick Stodd for the first time, and he's mind blown because he's seeing all these crazy tricks that he didn't. I mean, maybe he knew about you before. I don't know. I don't even no, think so. Didn't. No. And he it was, was just so nice to me. Yeah. And, and it's just like, obviously, <laughs> just getting after shitting all over him or before. <laughs> yeah, who, who won the game, by the way? Did you win with the quad move? I won the game. Was, I won the game. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, Keith was was the kind of dude that so I just like, won back then. So I, mm. like if, if there's a question about it, it was still mm, one. And Kenny's back then were my thing. Um and, and Keith <laughs> was like the nicest person and was like, oh, yeah. You're really good, like hit me up. Like, you know, like he he was like all those guys were just so nice. So yeah, Nick Stodd's having his little Percy sesh with like Keith over there, and you know, they're they're all like vibing out or whatever. And then me and Wyatt were like 
having her own little Percy sesh with like Colin Sander and like TJ and, mm-hmm. um, and like Colin, like, and Wyatt were like d- immediately, like, just like vibe. Like, uh, bro, vibe bro, like, bro, like, bro, like they didn't even have to say anything. Just bro, bro, bro. Just like that. You know? <laughs> and um, I remember like, you know, I mean, there was a bunch of people at that battle. Right. And then all of us were talking to them and like, they fucked with us immediately. And so that was really like crazy to see as like a Grom, like all these people that are your inspirations, right? Like I'm going to Grom out here right now. You know, that was just like, that was so cool to just see everyone just be like, I don't know. It's really surreal. It's like, wait, is this happening right now? Like TJ just invited us to pizza after like, that's, that's crazy. You know, the Roots tour <laughs> was my favorite shit. Both years was my best experience. Like my best memories of Kingdomic Journal or those Kusa tours. Those are really mm. cool for us. Yeah. Cause they were so nice. And like, it made us feel really like these people that we, cause we idolized them. It wasn't like, you know, like we didn't really understand, like, no, we like looked up to them. We watched all their videos at the time. Kusa was making the premiere content. It was looking good. And like, we were able to like, really like look up to them and how approachable they were and how much they understood us as players at the time was really awesome. And like, they are the best canal memories I have are those two root stores. And like, I just really appreciate like that, that tour structure in general was so awesome for all of us. Like I meant the world and like and, that. Yeah. yeah it it keeps cool. everyone, it keeps everyone stoked too. Like it kept us, it got us so hyped and, and like, that's what's so important about events. That's what's so important about these, all these events. Absolutely. You got to keep people hyped. And like, I mm-hmm. went to Nako this, like this last event and like, I haven't been in three years and it was so refreshing and rejuvenating to just have yeah. that energy around me. Like, yeah, I need that. You know, I really do just as far as like, I mean, I, I already learned like a million things there that I didn't even know I was going to know or learn, like what, whether it be like some new player that I didn't know of, or whether it be some fucking trick that I pretend that I know what I'm Adrian Esteban is t- t- like telling me when I'm just talking to me, you know, like <laughs> whatever it is, fucked, we don't so. get it, but <laughs> we pretend, like- <laughs> <laughs> but we like it and we like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, like you just gotta do this, and then you know, you just like wrap it around. I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. And then <laughs> like, <laughs> human being of all time. I don't think. Actually, though, I, yeah. I, like I'm sorry. Like yeah. I, every time I see him, I'm like, yo, like, how do you do this? What about? And he tries to explain it to me, and I feel so bad for him because I'm just like, <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> I, got his, I got his pictures on my goddamn wall back here. Like his prince, he's like the most talented dude ever. I, I love that guy. Love you, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. You're watching. Much love for Adrian. We'll watch it because you're a nerd. <laughs> Absolutely, totally. <laughs> okay, okay. We went off deep because uh, uh, I was just talking about <laughs> COTK. Randy, you know, went over to the yeah. roots tour. I was going to say that when I learned about COTK. It was, it wasn't this many people that you guys are listing off. There's a few names that like, I don't even remember. So to go back to it, you were, you were picking up people. Yeah. And as Rod, you were mentioning when, uh, when Jeff man, Nefries. Yeah. <laughs> Nefries. If, if this, yeah. Three eras. One is kind of like the, the first four type of thing. The next is like, I don't know, the Tana Hack, Nick Warren. Um talk about the EC Dama, bro. Eli Corey. Well, so yeah, Eli Corey. We didn't even mention Eli Corey, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eli Corey. I know you're not going to listen to this, but I love you, and I miss you. (laughs) And uh, Eli Corey was just a little Wyatt Bray fanboy, and he just uh, basically, like, lived in the same neighborhood as Wyatt and hit up Wyatt and was like, yo, can I set you guys? Set with us. And he was just super raw for his age. Eli was better than all of us at one point. Um, 
after years of like training. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but then, yeah, that's the Eli phase, you know, doesn't yeah, need I, more explaining, but I yeah. Mean, he, I, I remember, yeah, him getting like a really big spotlight on him, especially once he became like flow for GT and stuff. Like, you know, a lot of uh, yeah. people like, you know, over here in Japan, uh, you know, GT was definitely one of the companies that was like special. It was different from the major ones. So anybody that got picked up, people were like interested to see what they, what they what tricks they produced and whatnot, because it was very different. And a fun fact, just because like, I do think this is relevant. Like as far as like Eli goes, like Eli and the Gallagher's are the same age, right? Mm-hmm. They were best friends when they both, like when, when, when Eli started really taking off. And I will say this till the day that I die, like Eli was a lot better than them for about it, about like six to six months to about a year. Yeah. And like, they knew it. We would talk about it. Like it was like, Eli was like the next coming. Like he yeah. was that dude that like new was, gen, new gen. Yeah. He was that mm-hmm. dude that like had the hybrid between like what me and Wyatt were doing. And like, we'd play him with this dude. And it was like, bro, the dude could like do shit that like, I mean, go look at his clips now. Like he, I think like one of the last clips he posted was like one, yeah. three, one, three, five, seven sling. And yeah. it was like 2017. <laughs> like he, he was just, like, special from the get go. And like, he was yeah. like the, the person that was really, looking forward to like really come of age and just like full and totally take over. Cause he was on the track to, in my personal plan to like be the best yeah. player without a doubt for a second there, just based on how good he was in person what he was doing and who he was hanging out with. And like, you know, the comparisons between like him and the Gallagher's and they were all friends too. They were chatting every day in their group chats on Instagram and like hanging out and like really loved each other. And then like, you know, obviously some people stopped playing and it's just kind of funny to see like the contrast between like, you know, that and then like where the Gallagher's are now. You know, right. he was like right there skill wise with them the whole time. And as soon yeah. as he stopped playing, I think he kind of fell off a little bit in 2017 early is when he kind of stopped playing. He went to high school, did the high school thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And stopped doing it for a while there. There was no one more special than him. I thought at the time we, we, we had a lot of faith in Eli at that time. And I remember we, we really did do a lot for him and put him in that spotlight because we knew that he was that good. Yeah, I think I got him sponsored by the GT at the time. I almost, actually, I know I did. I got him like I helped you know, get him on the team. And it wasn't hard at the time because he was doing shit that people weren't doing. But, but like, although he was like amazing in his own right, like it, it was like the environment that made us all like progress so much, like just the environment yeah. of having like all of us playing together all the time. And you got Absolutely. like these high level, you're just around high level players the whole, like the whole time. And so you're bound to progress. Right. And so like in Eli's case, like he, he, from the get go, he's, he's with at that time, like the best in Portland, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, no wonder that he skyrocketed and, and it was, it was really awesome to see. And we had so much faith in him and I still love him so much as a person. And, and yeah. I have no doubt that if he came back ever, he would be a fucking amazing, you natural, know, so natural talent. he's natural just, talent. yeah, one of those naturals hundred uh-huh. percent in that category of natural, that bastard, <laughs> <laughs> like and, a Sam Cannon, and, and you know? back to Caleb, like Caleb came in, was it later to 2015 and 2016 is when we started putting him on the team. And like, I, Caleb didn't live here at all. Caleb lived in Idaho. Well, let's, let's talk about our relationship with sick. Okay. We, we cannot sick? not mention S I K Kanama, Sandpoint, Idaho Kanama. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a, so hard. We sweat them really hard. Me and White Ray. We, I didn't, I didn't sweat. <laughs> Sam Cannon's our favorite. Kanama <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm I love huge, Cannon. I'm, I'm a huge Sam Cannon fanboy. Everybody, everybody's favorite player is the Haglord at heart. Oh, Your favorite player is favorite player. You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's um, always been canon. Like, God, I love that guy. Anyways, um, and same with Grant, like Grant Ingersoll. 
Ingersoll. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So like we were super inspired by them, like, like verbatim, like we wanted to be sick, you know, and they wanted to be us. Like it was like, it was to this day, one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life was honestly just getting to meet them and immediately being like, bro, 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 bro. Like it was just that, <laughs> that level, just like, oh my God, like this is the fucking goon squad. And that's what we were. And it was just, we were just meant to be friends. They we were, were always they were meant to be friends. They were than us and just about as good. They were goonier and better at stalls. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, they were so good. Like, <laughs> meaning Grant, I was like, hey, what the fuck is up? He's like, dude, I, I, I love that guy. Three cigs in his mouth. Like, yeah, sloth, this is shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, Grant, what's good? I like your tricks. He's like, you fucking fuck you, bro. And I was like, I like you, Grant. I was like, I like you a lot. You're funny. I love that dude. That dude still roasts me. I got a little slide in my DM. So once every six months, he's like, you look fucking dumb. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I did. <laughs> We, we have such a huge hard on for SIK Kendama, honestly, and we so, always will. So, yeah. So, basically, Kayla was on SIK, and that was the fucking crew. CUDK, SIK for fucking life. I'm sorry. Like, I'll stop. But, anyways, um, yeah. So then, and then Kayla, uh, I don't know, like, sick kind of like, I don't know if I'm yelling right now. Kayla, Kayla um, sick, sick kind of had like their, I don't know, everyone started moving and everyone started playing different times. All that, you know, what happens type of thing. Uh, tight-knit mm-hmm. crew turned into a not-as-tight-knit crew. We were still a tight-knit crew. Mm-hmm. And so he saw that, and, and he wanted to be a part of it. And he came here for college. Um, in 2015 is when he yeah. came here. Yeah. And then uh, we put him under, like, a, I guess, a probation period, if you will. And <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you will. We, we don't think, talk about yeah, tent. We don't, we don't like it because it wasn't the best thing. It's actually maybe the worst thing. We, we don't need to get into tent. Let's basically say that it was a tent. risk. No, yeah, he, he's potential. He, he's it, potential. It sounds bad to say, but he was like the team. How do you say it? No, no. Okay, no. I know what you're gonna say. It basically, he was the, <laughs> he was the team potential, and it, it was a very rigorous program, if you will, to get on the team. And because mm. obviously, like you heard before, we didn't take it lightly. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe it got on a little too long, but whatever. It's all good, you know. Here's Who's making these programs? Were you guys like meeting? Like at nighttime, like under a booth, yeah. like meet me at the McDonald's South exit. Like I think we know discuss. Like it was like was know? it all Wyatt just <laughs> laying the law down? It wasn't all Wyatt. We were like, why would say it would be like, yeah, man, that sounds great. So what would happen is that, like you know, as far as the field thing goes, like we were like you know, like a lot of people left the team, right? And so it was like we put these people on, and then they would just end up leaving the team, and we were kind of tired of that. Mm-hmm. Is what the thought process yeah, was. That's so truly what like. Was. You know, mm-hmm. wanted to do is make sure people were really invested. And so, like, we kind of, you know, a fraternity, like, makes, they have a pledge. Uh, yeah. Caleb, <laughs> team sense was our pledge. And so we, you know, he had to do certain things that, you know, he didn't really want to do to prove himself to the company. And that was kind of what it was. I think the two other worst things were returning bottles like at like a pretty uh <laughs> yeah, pretty we made popular- return 150 cans in the worst fucking portland 150 cans at like the worst bottle deposit you can imagine we saw <laughs> a picture of it and then crawling through, the sunroof, crawling through the sunroof to get out of the car because we didn't want to get out like we didn't want to get out of the car like, to like let them out <laughs> from the order that we placed or like just doing shit where it was like it was just it wasn't good 
know, like, so you guys, you guys fucking hazed him to get into COD. Yeah, yeah. I said it, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, that's, <laughs> otherwise, that'd be a line we hazed. So, so wrong. I, you know, I, I knew <laughs> COTK was. Why we know it. We know. I knew COTK was a lot of things, but I didn't know it was a fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, uh, hey, we know it's a mistake. We were sixteen. We were seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, that didn't go the best way, but I got him on the team. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, the team disbanded a year after he got on. So everyone wins. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally on the losing in Essex. Yeah. He, he got him like Soma. He still feels that way. I feel bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Don't worry. That's too bad. Love you, Caleb. Love you, Caleb. <laughs> He's, he's literally doing this right now. He's just doing this. Like, yeah, yeah, you can, I can see it. Shake his head. Yeah, there's a small rumble in the earth right now it's from Caleb shaking his fucking sensitive head. topic. Don't talk to him about it when he's. Oh man, I always remember yeah. when I first heard of COTK and just like kind of I don't know if I had met you guys at the time or just seen videos or whatever. I think after I met you guys was when I truly had this image in my mind. But I remember seeing you guys and being like, "They're from this little mountain town." I'm like, "These motherfuckers are at South Park." Like what the fuck? Like, wow, yes. like, yes. like, like you two, what you two are absolutely standing. Kyle, I don't Carmen, know which. He was Stan. Why it was absolutely Carmen and I, fucking. Caleb there's no Kyle. doubt that Caleb is Kyle. Is Kenny, I was sorry. also kind of Stan and also Tweak and also three characters at once. Yeah. <laughs> but just like the main cast, like the four yeah. boys from South Park. Like I always pictured that, and I was just like, how in the fuck does that work? It's so funny. It's great. And, and low key, like if you want to even know how, like we. I, this is for any person that wants to get sponsored. Like the reason that we mo- mostly got sponsors. Yeah, we were good, but like, we also just went to events and just like connected and gooned out with like the companies and formed those relationships. And that's why we all ended up getting sponsored in a way. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's like, I think we had like three or four sponsors going at once. You know, you look at the videos, it's hilarious. Cause it's like, yeah. it's like, it's, you know, all the logos that would flash all, at the beginning. All the yeah. logos. It's like an ode to, High receipts. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. same, kind of, same kind of thing, right? It's like yeah. all these different goons and all these different companies, but c- coming together and making one. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, why yeah. I guess in the I guess the, the story comes to an end, and and like seeing like years later, like high receipts coming together, and like that is just such a insane and awesome thing to see. And and I think it's super underrated right now, and it sucks for me to see because yeah, dude. High receipts is the I most. Don't, I, don't, I don't think. Do you guys think they're underrated? Like maybe it's because of my location. Look at their views. Look at the, what their videos get, and it's like, dude, they are not appreciated enough. But as well mm. as with like, there's just the saturation of how many players that there are out there compared to like back in the day. They it's also kind time. of. They, I, I feel like they that have is a true. big impact. That's a big factor because they're they they kind of did the reverse of you guys, where they were sponsored and then they got together. Yeah. To mm-hmm. make like the super group where totally. you guys made it from the ground up, made your super group. And then all of a sudden all these sponsors came to you. And then yeah. I think, I feel like when I was looking at you guys, like I thought that was like a really cool thing that, uh, you know, like when actually didn't have, because, you know, they kind of fizzled out before all the com- more companies started growing and stuff where yeah. COTK you had like, Earth, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They fizzled out very early. I think like yeah, yeah. Some like some of these teams that what happened, not to cut you off, but like they they fizzled out really quick right after like their second video premiere. And it was kind of that was the last thing they did. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. I think like before all of them, like when they left for college, I feel like Yeah, that's what happened. 
but yeah, to see all you guys from different companies. Now, were you all were you all getting sponsored at the same time? Who was the first to get sponsored? How did it feel? Were the others in the group like, damn, did that light a fire to be like, oh, now I'm going to connect, possibly get on this team or somewhere yeah. else? Totally, yeah. So the first person to get sponsored, I believe, was was it Wyatt? No, I think it was the last. No, no, because um, I I was I was on co. Stop! No, he was the last. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Uh, it might have been me. See, apparently we don't know. Honestly, they well, were how, how many of you were? Opportunity. How many of you were on Clack? Oh, oh, God! Because <laughs> like, God <laughs> pulling out the Nardwar fucking shit. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about being sponsored, buddy? I, I remember. <laughs> I mean, I saw some sponsor me videos for sure. I don't remember who was actually on the team. Okay, okay. You're gonna okay. have to you refresh my memory. Team, but... Okay, the yeah. Team. Well, you know, gonna leave out names that I don't remember. But the clock team was me, Wyatt, Nick Utralde, two bears, and Nick Gallagher. Uh, mm-hmm. and then other than that, Tana, Tana Hack, I think was also mm-hmm. okay. He was on Clack. And then some other people. Um, there was a few, I can't remember who, but I know there's I a few. Who else, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting so, you. you so who's know. Clack for the people who don't know? Clack Kandama was a company run by a name that I do not wish to disclose because I do not, you know, abide by the values. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a dope company. It was a, a, a I don't wish to. Uh, it was okay, fine, whatever. It was Kevin Markey, and um, and <laughs> and he did like really custom. Like <laughs> we did, like he did like really custom. Actually, low key, maybe the best. Like okay, the, I better watch what I'm saying. But like At the time, the wow. best like custom painter. Like you could literally ask. There is this. This exists. You could ask for a vagina on your kanama, and mm-hmm. he would do it. And like he did a lot of intricate designs. That was, was his. His Nikki antagonist was really good at the time too. All of them yeah. were really good, and and the the products were fire, you know. And so mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of what it was. And he had a sponsorship, you know, contest as they did yeah. back in the day. That's all mm-hmm. the way you yeah. got sponsored. I missed those contests, by the way. They were dude running right now. Sweets. I was gonna it. say sweets. Yep. Which is getting slept Crazy. on. Um, but yeah. 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 So that's what happened. And me and Wyatt went for it. I mean, obviously, you know, we mm-hmm. were we were grinding at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was like 2013. That was like a year into playing. You know, <laughs> I remember in my in my clock entry, like I lost the uh I lost the audio for one of my clips. And as I like went for a down spike, I like separately recorded like a spike noise so that I could get it, <laughs> I could get the noise. <laughs> And it's like not synced well. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it, it goes ching. <laughs> that was the type of editing and the type of things we were dealing with back then. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's, so that was yeah, that was the first sponsor, and and that's a good point, Rod, because that that was before Kusa, that was before all these things, that was before yeah. even us being a premier super squad or whatever, you know. So you're talking about you know our origins, like truly. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and Stomping then after. Grown. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, uh, I mean, I, I all I know is I got on Konamiko because not I mean, because I knew the, the the guys at Co from like throughout events and stuff. But the, the thing that really got me on to Konamiko was releasing CJ and CJ, which is an edit that me and Caleb mm-hmm. Jeffries released. Yes. Um, in 27, 2015, 2014. Sorry, 2014. I know my dates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And so at that point, they were like, yo, like. You're definitely on, you know, because 
some context for that edit. If there's some homework for you nerds as well, if you've never seen hey. CJ, go watch that. It's oh, definitely so good. I think it's definitely. like eight year anniversary or something like so that. Good. I saw that re- saw that recently on Facebook. Caleb shares it every year. Cutie, oh yeah, um, <laughs> cutie. And it, yeah, Chris, is is that one that you're going to be because you've been reposting a lot of your old edits? Is that one that has been reposted? Or you're going to? Yeah, personally, I actually yeah. think that that was one of the ones I put on my new like YouTube channel because there were a lot of like other ones like uh, Mario Bros edits and stuff like that, and like yeah. I wasn't so stoked on my tricks in those edits, so I did, wasn't like, oh, I really want to repost these, and like, but I was. So this is what I was about to say is that I'm I was extremely stoked on my tricks in that edit because. Me and Caleb met at Tacoma Takeover for the first time. Tacoma Takeover 2014, and um, we looked the exact same at the time as far as the hair wise. Like my hair isn't changed; <laughs> it has a bit. Caleb used to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> so his his, He's his, his girlfriend that. at the time actually walked up behind me and hugged me because she thought I was him at the event. <laughs> yeah, so we 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 really had the same kind of look going. Um, and at that event in the last clip of our edit, CJ and CJ, we filmed uh, our first doubles clip like at that event. And like Sam and Grant are just like hag on the floor, you know, just like flipping off the camera. Like <laughs> it's a really great, it's a really great, great clip. They all look like we all look like babies in it. Um, but yeah, from that on from then on, we were like, yeah, we want to film a doubles edit. And that was kind of just like what was said. But there was never like a like, oh, we're gonna go really hard. And I just kind of ended up going really hard for the edit. <laughs> mm. And he kind of was like, yo, I'm just going to like film some like chillers. Um, but, but, but even, even his chiller or not his chillers, but his normal tricks, they're still super bangers, right? Like he has some mm. tricks in there that are really, really sick. Uh, but I a hundred percent, like just kind of wiped as far as like just going really hard. Like the mindset was totally different. I just was, I mean, I think in that edit, um, it was the first time like I had seen at least on video like wing juggle wing or like one, two, three, four, and we're stunned. Like there was ton, there was a couple mm. of tricks in there that was like firsts and like totally a huge part of my progression as far as going oh, yeah. So yeah, that one boosted my career, if you will. Um, mm. and then got on co. Yeah, pretty much June did like super fuck tricks in that video. <laughs> so go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, then that happened, got on co dream, like dream come true, you know, being on co at that time. And, um, I mean, that was just the best squad, right? Let's just like the goons, the misfits, but yeah. they're also the best, They were the you best, know, yeah. and they are, I mean, go look at the results the, the numbers will tell you themselves, you know? And so it was just the most premier experience and, and squad to be on. And it was just the most, I don't know, like almost like genuine Kendama experience I've ever had. It was just the most love, you know, that I've ever experienced. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you see little spurts here and there of everyone being so supportive, especially nowadays, like everyone, like one thing I really like about nowadays is that everyone loves every trick. I mean, as far as like old oldies, like sometimes people are like, oh, you know, maybe I don't like a, a bungee or something like that, but mm-hmm. I get it. Um, I personally love every single Konami trick ever. Like I will just watch any trick because I just love the toy, right? I love watching it. And so like, I think that it's, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, it's really cool having everyone be so, so supportive nowadays. But yeah, as far as back then, it was like, maybe I'm reverting, but it was like, they were the fucking best and they were ripping the hardest tricks, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was just a squad to be on. Right. And then yeah, they had yeah. their call, whatever, but that was such a great experience for me. And they got me out to Japan a couple of times and, and I'll never forget <laughs> like, those times to be honest. So 
yeah, that was kind of the the highlight, I guess, of my economic career until now. Until, okay, so until now. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, there's there's more to be had into this future. Um, so but much but th- so so we're so was that the first, I guess, kind of major sponsor after the whole clack ordeal? Yeah. You yeah, get him on co, and then who who else was next? Was I'm sure because yeah, so, why so yeah, why Kusa. Back then, for yeah. for Ken USA, they had like a thing going where like people were scouting people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Colin pros. Knew, yeah. Colin knew Wyatt, right? Like I said, like bro, bro, like they're bros. <laughs> Wyatt from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So from the moment they met, like the I think like, Colin, met. like Colin got Wyatt on Kusa. There was no exactly other person that's that what I was getting. At, right? um, yeah, because uh, uh, they met at that that Rooster 2013. Um, they established a, a great relationship. They had the same kind of energy as far as that, like like chaotic excitement, you know. <laughs> All in, absolutely. Yeah. At the time. Um, and, you know, Wyatt was very much outside of that relationship with Colin, very much a Kenko kid. Um, he was like the baggy clothes. I smoke a lot of pot. You know, I uh, I drink, I party. And that's what the Kenko co- crew was at the time. They were like these dudes in big mm. t-shirts that were like better economic than everybody. But like they were like not very clean cut. And even yeah. back then, like Kusa was like the quintessential, like I've made a team. You know, I, I wear clothes that like fit me properly. Um, I drink vanilla lattes. I, I, I drink lattes. <laughs> <laughs> Wear hats. There's no shade in that. There's no shade in that, but that's what it was. And like that's the company that I wanted to be on. Mm. Um, Nick Dodd at the time. I almost didn't know? join Green Theory because I wanted to be on Kusa because that's how preppy and awesome they were for me back in the day. Wow. Mm. Um, and so, um, Co was very much interested in getting Wyatt at the time, um, but this is where Wyatt, like Wyatt had a choice essentially. I, I feel like from what it was, it was like, I either have a choice to be on Economico or I can be on Economico USA. And I talked to Colin all the time. And then like the Economico dudes were like hitting him up and like trying to like get him because like Wyatt was so good. And obviously he was a great pickup and he was so devoted and all these things. And Wyatt was smarter than the situation at the time and realized that Konami USA could do more for him, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. career-wise in Konama than anyone else could because at the oh, time yeah. they were the pinnacle of what Konama is and yeah, yeah. they ran the best they were the most professional they had the best pro model royalty program they had yeah. all these things going for them and it was really hard for him to like kind of part with this conventional ways of like I feel like I gravitate towards Co. and like he ended up picking Konama USA which was the smartest single decision I think that he could have made at the time even though he may have like vibed more with like yeah, he vibed more with the co guys. He was more of a stoner. He was whatever it is, and like he made a decision to to go to Kusa, and he made the right. Decision. And at the time, there was kind of a back and forth on like beef, if you will, with like Kenko and Kusa of like mm. oh yeah, the Kusa guys, you know, like them and their tacky yeah. paint and yeah, like their whatever, you know. Yeah, it was <laughs> cool, cool to go to Kusa if you were into Kenko. The co guys were like co guys. Honestly, like I'll say, it, they were like fuck Kusa. They always felt that. They always felt that way. They were like, fuck that company. You know, Co was always like the dudes that were like more hag and on the outside, but they had the good players and they were always like, fuck Kusa. They were like, we're for the streets. Yeah, there wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't like that, like, you know, like we don't care. We're going to collab. We're going to do everything proper. Like they Mm -hmm. really did thing. Like it was really like there was that animosity between the two companies and Wyatt Mm -hmm. made the decision without like he thought about it for a long time and like figured out what he was going to do and he like was like it's the best decision for me to go to kusa and it was the best decision he could have made you know he did that Mm -hmm. and then he won cup and then like he yeah um really understood that like k 
Kusa was going to be the type A kind of personality that was going to potentially propel him to the next level. And, you know, that's what he did. And it was a very smart decision because it was very easy to go over to like Co. And like, we all know that Economic Co is not a company anymore. And like, you know, they and Kusa did right by him in the sense that like they promoted him, they prioritized him and, you know, they really, really made him feel special. And it was a good pickup on Kusa's. It's the best pickup they've ever had as a player is to pick up Wyatt. And Wyatt tried his fucking best to to do well by them. And it was cool to see him make that right choice. I will interject just to say that I think that that is one of the most beautiful parts of Kanama is that there's these two totally different like sectors, but they're all combined just through Kanama. And so you can have one totally different end of the spectrum, you know, from each other. And, and, but they're, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It's silly. Cause like, they're all just playing and talking about Kanama, even though they're like <laughs> clicks of Kanama, you know, totally. It's less like that now, but it was more clicky back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, it feels like yeah, most of the the teams back in the day also were like very like solid with each other. It's more uh, even more in this in a strange way, like of a family. I especially, I'm sure everyone understands. Like at the time, Fukusa back in the day, like their team, their pro team, even when there was their tribute team, like like we all thought like they're just always together. Like because in the videos, <laughs> they were always together and stuff, and it they vibed so well to with each other. So when another team came along, like you would think that same thing as well as, you know, the back catalog of looking at WOTK and Wenatchee, like it was groups of like friends. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it was where now, like we kind of see like, even me, like, you know, watching the most recent, like Kusa uh, summer team edit, there was like, Oh, I forgot that dude was on the team. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, you know, <laughs> which is totally it's totally fine because it's just evolved into that where where they're picking up players where maybe you don't know about them because it's not like you knew about them because they're on the team, but they're people that have grown on their own, and then the team would pick them up or a company would pick them up. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, it, it's a different, it's a different uh, that comparison, case. you know, based like the old school comparison of these tight-knit teams compared to nowadays, where it's just like I mean, especially in the last couple of months, players are just jumping, jumping, jumping ship immediately. So it it seems to be very, um, very common. And I actually saw recently on on one of your entertainment things is that like, maybe that's also a cultural thing, you know, maybe in North Mm -hmm. America, that's way more kind of common is to kind of like be jumping ship and whatnot. And then Japan Mm -hmm. kind of uh, frowned upon maybe to like Mm. switch companies or, or, you yeah, look like yeah. you, you aren't loyal right so yeah right 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 exactly so it's a different vibe but yeah i think it, it you know it's it's in, in the u.s it's more like you're taking care of yourself and that's how we're all brought up to north america like take care of yourself and then in japan it's like you know you take care of the company that is supporting you kind of shit right. so that's that's yeah. how i kind of saw that but um <laughs> but yeah but but um where the hell were we <laughs> C-O-T-K. Everyone getting on team. Stod, how'd you get on GT? Oh, dude, that was different. That was different. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, <laughs> um, he's so cute. You know, just look at him. He's just smiling. He's so as far sorry, as like, like, it's, it's funny because, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, in my phone, he's strudel, just like a toaster strudel. Strudel, he's, he's just a hater. He's mean to me. <laughs> he's just a sweet little, little like pastry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, got on, 
I wanted to be on Kusa. That was like my first <laughs> and foremost goal as a player was to be on Konami USA. Um, that's the only thing I wanted. And I can't remember who hit me up if it was Jake or Matt. And they were like, they pretty much like offered me a spot. And at first I was like, nah, fuck that. I want Kusa. Cause at the time, like I said, like Kusa was like what I wanted to do. Um, QT wasn't as big either. They weren't as big. Mm-hmm. They were like a very niche and specific company. Like they were like awesome, but they weren't like Konami USA. Prestigious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't prestigious. Right and like Kusa at the time was like the, the biggest company and that's kind of what I wanted. And I feel like I had the skill to kind of be on that company if I wanted to. Um, you know, they hit me up, Jake and Matt hit me up. I can't remember which one. And, you know, they were like, you know, we, you know, we want to sponsor you. And I hadn't played with any grand theories at the time because when grand theory first announced, like it was very expensive to buy their Konamas. It was yeah, like, they were the first few, ones to make boutique. They sold Konamas. out in like two minutes, not even well, seconds. Minutes, they, were, they were a super big deal. Like it was very like, like high-end Konama. And they were the, the first people to make high-end Konamas for the record. Um, without a doubt. Uh, Alex, Alex was hand turning stuff. Um, since like kind of like since I, I can remember but like green theory was the first one to put in production like a, a higher end like you mm-hmm. made less kind of product well they did like the american made stuff so it was like right and they were the first ones to do that there was no other yeah. company for them to like figured out a way and like jake and matter are like you know pioneers in that sense and mm-hmm. I mean, and the god tier marketing and at the time like yeah mm-hmm. the marketing is ridiculous like they were like awesome mm-hmm. and at the time like back then like the gt shape was like so good it was considered cheating right like cheater, dama, cheater dama training wheels yeah so, it, it <laughs> so well and it was so balanced and there was yeah. never any of that like overseas manufacturing yeah. inconsistencies that you would see with other kanamas <laughs> that's what we came with that. sour mash paint so i mean yeah, yeah exactly. oh yeah yeah those yeah. hickories yeah yeah they came mm-hmm. with mash paint they were just like so balanced and they were just seen as like you know i guess cheater kanamas to <laughs> those of us that are immature to the haters yeah, we should be like, yo, how are those training wheels? <laughs> it was sick lunar flip, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were so toxic, like, <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, toxic group. Um, but I think Fucking it was Wyatt. Co-kids. <laughs> exactly. Co-kids, it's like, do you want my shitty stripes in? It's seventeen bucks online. <laughs> Fuck you guys. And so, <laughs> uh, they hit me up, and I was like, nah, I'm cool. And then I think Wyatt was the one that kind of convinced me to like really think about it. And he was like, yo, like. They're a growing company, you know, like they have a really good shape. Uh, you love to do lunars and lighthouses, and their Konami is great for that. And at the time, Cause I the did Rosh. Because of the Rosh, but their shape is really good for lunars and, oh, and, yeah. and yeah. the houses at the time. And those were the tricks that I was like really in love with, still am. And it just kind of made sense for me to, I could either wait for Kusa to hit me up and be like, yo, which they would have. They would have hit me up. They would have sponsored me, no doubt. I mean, we don't know, but no, I mean, I know. <laughs> they would have hit me up at the time. <laughs> uh, but I mean, this was early 2014. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> they would have. Like, come on, guys. They would have. You know. <laughs> Who won that Ken game? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Stop. Yeah. They would not. He who? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh i could either wait for them to like hit me up and give me a good offer or i could like i got hit up by them like yo we'll give you a signature mod that's what the mountain dew mod was when i first started they're like we'll fly you to uh, san francisco like you know jake and matt have always been players before that and they were really understanding of like what players wanted and like they hit me up and like it just made a lot of sense and why i was like yo you should just fucking do it and i was like you know what like i'll do it 
And then like I joined them and then like that was the best decision I've ever made in Konama was to join Green Theory. Like they And you didn't even know at the time. I didn't know it. Like <laughs> yeah. I like their player for many years. I became the dude that they would travel around. I was like Premier. Their premier dude. I was one of the best players in the world, you know. And you know, I was lucky to be with them. They were lucky to have me. And it was like this very like mutual relationship. And you know, they really understood what it would take to get me to the next level. They started sending me to world cup immediately they started yeah. like really investing in my travel and my pro models and yeah. you know they they fucking hit the ground running you know and like it was the best and smartest thing i've ever could have done like those dudes are like you know like people like leave companies and like they make these public posts about like you know i'm really happy or whatever and they don't fucking mean it like jake and matt are like the best dudes you know mm-hmm. and like, i wish nothing but success for for them and their company they've always treated me right they've always been open i could always call those dudes when i wasn't feeling it or I wasn't active or whatever. And like, they really understood and like joining those, those two guys and like really made me like believe in Kanama. They are special. And like, they're special and like they're Mm -hmm. talented and like they deserve all the success that they get. Like, you know, that's a really good company run by people that like have families and really fucking give a shit about this thing. And like, that was such a good decision by me to not go with someone else over them. And so I'm really happy about that. Mm. And you were, you were, did you, join gt with the other prospects with ionetter and two bears at the same time right because i remember those those I, if i remember correctly because it gets the blurry, models came out I, together i joined after those two mm. they joined before i did if i remember correctly but there was some like release that you guys all had together we all had the same like release of like everything like like the two bears the, the ionetter and the prospect yeah. mods came out and that was a big deal um mm-hmm. and you know like i I joined the team like after them, but like we all released at the same time. So, but it was so hyped that it can seem like it was all at the same time. Yeah, it wasn't like I joined <laughs> after them too. Um, yeah. And yeah. then you were the first to become pro. It was because I'd I, I see, I remember maybe it was also, you know, them giving you the, uh, the tools to help guide you or to, to put you to a better place in your playing. But uh, it seemed like you were a lot more active than the other two prospects. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I feel like at that point, um, and he like was deep career, in the C of DK as well. I was deep. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. I was mindset. more devoted than anybody. I was working a few hours a week at a pizza restaurant and just like really playing Kendama. Um, and they understood. Like, I mean, my skill level at the time was. I'm not trying to be asshole-ish, but like my skill level was always higher than those on the team at that particular time. Okay, now clip this and then put this next to this Vulcan entry. same thing 10 years ago (laughs) i'm sorry i had to i had to that's one of my favorite videos of all time he's like i'm nick sod and um i played a very high level and i knew i I should have done this interview solo anyway (laughs) i had to i had to very smart people and thought about their company in the long term and they understood that i was like really invested and was doing a good job for you were nick god okay that's what we used to call you god damn it Um, it changed (laughs) and they understood that like i was really devoted and they gave me a pro model and then it kind of like took off from there but you know like they were just like making a smart business decision by investing in the person that played the kanama the most Right. Mm. And the other people on the team like had jobs or like had other obligations that didn't allow them to play. Like I was like, yo, I'm playing Kamama. And it's like, who would you sponsor? Like the dude that like kind of plays, the dude that really plays. And so that was mm. what they, did. they saw the light. Yeah. 
Also, shout out Green Bay for picking the first real pro model. They let you design the shape. So that was Oh cool. my gosh. Dude, uh, I don't know if you know, but like Sue, he watches that like religiously, like every day. Like that's his like motivational yeah. edit to watch to that. this day or it used to be. I don't know about to this day. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sue is pretty- my boy. I've known Sue for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fan. I'm a fan of his. I mean, you know, that ties into recent events, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, (laughs) I haven't spoken (laughs) with him personally about it, but I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The, (laughs) (laughs) so how, how, how was that? Because like, yeah, creating your own shape, that was such a big like game changer for the whole community seeing GT as the one with the swoop. And then you came in, you're like, oh yeah, it was cool. I, I don't want the swoop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck the swoop. Uh, that, well, actually, that was after yeah. you, the first one. You kept it, right? With uh, when you had the it was like the a more slight swoop. Sarado, yeah, Rod, Rod's right. It was more of like a, a slight swoop, and it was kind of like I guess I have to do this for this to make sense at the time. I was like, you know, I I I, I want the swoop or whatever. It was kind of like I didn't really think about it. I was like. 18 or and a half or 19 at the time. And I didn't really understand. I was like, well, they have the swoops. So I'll do the swoop. And I didn't really think about it. And like the swoop is a trademark shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to like deviate from like their awesome shape because that's what makes them sell. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, and then, you know, like we did that mod and we did a lot of renditions of it, a lot of different colorways, a lot of spectra ply or whatever it was. Yep. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like it. Like, I don't like the way it feels in my hand when I can flip it because I've always, can flipped a lot mm-hmm. as far as like yeah. and I was like, I just don't really like it. Like it, it's like very specific in the way that you grab it. It's more indented. So like you have to be more precise with your thumb. And like I didn't really want to do it. And I was like, I want to make like the first green theory that doesn't have a fucking swoop in it. And mm-hmm. so that's what we decided to do. Um, and I thought it was great. I thought it worked really well. It was it was awesome. It was different. People wanted to buy it. People did buy it. People bought those, you know, like mm, yeah. Uh, but we still design other, I still design other aspects of it. And like GT was always willing to hear my designs and figure out what they wanted, like what I wanted to do. And like, they were very receptive, you know, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool to have them kind of possibly, I don't know about be the first, but be one of the companies that is looked at as if you become pro, you kind of have a chance to make your own shape. That they were the really, first. They were the yeah, first. Right? They were by years, I think, honestly, from what I can remember, because they talked about that with me from, the get-go when they recruited me they talked about that was their goal like they always had that plan they always thought it was stupid they were like yeah. you know in skating or when you know and you know and whatever industry other like you design your thing and like we just want to do that with you and they, that's how they recruited me was like you know if you do this well if you make these things and like we will give you your own shape like they were doing that mm. when they hit me up in 2014 they were the first to do it by far i feel like by yeah. way you yeah, know, yeah. Oh, it's kind of like you're right. Interest if it's interesting to see like how many people haven't actually ended up doing the shape stuff. Mm. You know, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Like, like I think Sweets just did the Gallagher shape, and right. you know, besides like the Grand Theory pros making their own shape, it's really, really not that common because it's kind of hard. Mm. Um, yeah, like, it takes a lot. You know, takes and I would also lot, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the the cool part is like how. I, I guess with uh, Jake and Matt thinking about that, their picks for their players 
kind of make everyone special and unique because then in turn you look at their cans that they've designed and they're all specific and unique to their play Mm -hmm. style and it's kind of a risky thing if you think about like you know who's gonna buy it if you want something to be general so everyone can enjoy it or something that like you know like like adrian's people are like oh i gotta do string tricks well it's like you don't have to but it's made so you could do some of this stuff it's actually like a thinner shape uh in the middle and like it's actually really good for like traditional tricks like, it is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's actually like a solid dama it is yeah, that process of like designing your own shape like it might be a little bit more specific to that player but it doesn't create a bad shape overall right. Right. you know like yeah Kyo's mod it's great you know if you look at ben's current shape it's also awesome like even like you said adrian's shape it's, it's still good you know like creating yeah. these player specific shape just doesn't create a bad overall kendama Mm-hmm. And I think that like the grand theory team understood, like, you know, that people are still going to make a good shape. It's just like, who's going to really want to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I still think it is the most, it's, it's the most awesome thing, you know, to make it, it is as, as like a player perspective it is your dream. It's a Kendama player's dream, right. To make your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. Cause every Kendama is kind of like you were saying, Nick, where like, you know, the GT is like, you have to grab that, intricate little part with your thumb or like something like that where like everybody has a weird little thing that we do yeah. that nobody else really does so you know like for example when i make my kendama i'm like well i kind of like this how this does this so i'm just gonna do this and yeah you know like for me i'm, I'm lucky because i like spent all this time hand making them so with every Yourself. kendama right, i made right, right. i like literally would tweak it myself and like yeah. just, you know so like for me, it's a little easier to design a shape, I think, just based oh, on that. Yeah, that's but, the nice thing about being able to hand turn it. If everyone had that, <laughs> yeah. that you know. I still don't have a raw dama, dude. I got to get, I got to buy one. Yeah, well, I'm right <laughs> here, bud. I want, a, I want a Todd raw dama, dude. Todd raw. There we go. Todd raw, dude. Go <laughs> mm. lab on that, dude. Hit me up. You know. Right, well, straw dama. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll slide i'll slide up in those dms right behind sloth <laughs> <that> real soon proceeds as long as we call the strad rod dama dude the strad rod yeah the nick rod. nick rod nick, nick rod. rod mod nick, nick rod, rod that's what it is this is the nick rod <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's you heard it here first 2023 yeah. it's going mod. down <laughs> nick rod mod i'm serious i'm serious that's what's happening like, it's happening yeah, I'm gonna slide in your um, details real quick. Mm. <laughs> let's let, let's slide over over to uh to June, departing from the co. Now, were you there as the building was burning down, or did you jump shit before? <laughs> were you bastard? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Why I was, I'll tell you why I was there for the burning for the building burning down. Watch the fall. <laughs> it's because I was floating on a pile yeah. of cash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, okay. Because so at that time. I mean, things had gone to shit uh, and, you know, they put on redacted. And then um, at that point, Gurr left. Uh, there were some there were some hands thrown, uh, you know, like my boy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Dero left. whatever, whatever. This makes no sense to anyone who doesn't know what's going it was on. A bad <laughs> but yeah. basically, uh, I was in Japan during yeah. this thing, during this whole falling out, like the main falling out. John Atkins in the hotel room the whole time, uh, bitching because it's so hot there. And so he's like, I, he's just I, in the eighth. Fuck that dude. Is that okay? <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, cut that's that okay. Out. I mean, cut that, <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Whatever. Anyway, you don't have to cut that out because it's it's it it's out. like partially true, but you like don't he's say never it. But see it's also true. Guy. Okay. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know. For the nerds that know. For the nerds that know, but this is my John Atkin impression because I just do this. Dude, it's so fucking hot. Like, <laughs> that's all it was, <laughs> like, the whole time. <laughs> uh, he's a, yeah, he's a, it was. <laughs> he's a weather asshole. He's like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this hot. I'm like, it's Japan in the summer, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we all know. Did you watch yeah. any of the other, like, Kusa KWC yeah. videos? Like, everyone's sweating like, like crazy. So, yeah, we we all know where Jan- John Akin was, and it was in the hotel room. But, um, yeah, he was he was on FKC the entire time. Uh, he was on FKC the whole time, just, like, trying to, like, stop the flood of just, like, hate. And, like, obviously, there was a huge flood of hate because – uh redacted name uh co put on a pedophile onto the team and then that person ended up being the business manager just to give context to people who are listening i don't like to talk about it because it just sucks was he technically a um, or was he like i don't we don't need to get super into it, it doesn't like we've it. talked about it a little bit on past nerds episodes you don't need to be with, technically uh, a, a pedophile uh, okay uh, like <laughs> it was like it was like <laughs> It was bad. It was bad. bad. Yes. Yes. It was bad. Oh, you deserve it. That's what I'm saying. Fam, it was bad. Uh, It was, yeah, it's not a good look. That's for sure. Yeah, that's what it was. He was, it was proven like he had a past conviction conviction for like minor sexual assault. There you go. That's the official Nick Stodd way. Nick Stodd report. Newscaster Nick Stodd. That's to call him because he used to have like Nick Newscaster hair. Still do, but I was going to say it's looking pretty windy (laughs) over there right now, but. I don't know if that's properly jumped today. Um, it is. I just did it at like 8 a.m. Stop. Okay. okay. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So that whole shebang was going on. That shitstorm for while a lot you were in work, Japan. While I was yeah. in Japan. And um, me and Caleb Jeffries were flown out there by the co because everyone quit. <laughs> so everyone quit. And so they offered to pay for me and Caleb's flight entirely. And Jacob, Jacob Fisher's. Jacob. Why did I say that? Jacob uh, Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so weird? Why does that feel so weird? <laughs> it's like that Fisher clip. Jacob. Only the real ones will know of like him in the hallway of like <laughs> yeah, hallway dude. The Leonard, the Leonard Jacob. Get away from your sister door. Is it Jacob? <laughs> yes. Fisher Jacob. He oh man. He's like Jacob, or is he say he's like Jake? Like Jake, go to bed. Go to bed. Yeah, go to bed. Dad, like, you don't understand. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> later. He's like 110 lunar flips in. Like, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> get it down. to win. Oh man, that was just that's. Bad. But dude. yeah, so that along with the co also paying me like four to five hundred dollars cash, like. I was like, I'm pretty good. I was in pretty good spot. You know, <laughs> they promoted me to pro and they promoted Caleb to uh, origin team captain, pro, <laughs> pro origin team captain. Wow. <laughs> it's like the Dwight Schrute of uh, uh, the assistant to the assistant, fucking whatever it is. Perfect. And so, perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too perfect, too perfect. Some things just like are meant to fall into place, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, like my, I, I did not agree with the values at that time. Uh, but I was persuaded by cash. Just kidding. No, I mean, I was already in Japan when it, when the shitstorm was going down. And like, it was after that, that Caleb was like, yo, I'm leaving. And I was like, mm. me being the Grom that I am, I'm like, I have hope, I have hope. And I don't know, just, and then, oh, and then, uh, and then they just randomly posted, oh, we're liquidating. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, obviously that's it. Like, yeah, also liquidated <laughs> in your home. Right after, after that. <laughs> I was there till the bitter end. And I don't know if that's well, something to be proud of or not. You know, they liquidated like right after that event, right? Like within two weeks after that. Yeah. Event. They were like, yeah. Wow. 
was it. And, then, and like, they continued to liquidate for like a year or two afterwards. I remember yeah. it was like once every couple <laughs> months, they'd be like, oh, we have a box of green Uzoras or <laughs> some shit. Then it got real cringe because it was like. Yeah. And it's just like, is the co really gone or are they just going to be liquidating? Oh, you're liquidating not, for oh, fucking. Giving any respect. You know, it's like, ah. Yeah. Another another four Ozora package, like no, like no one wanted yeah. the glow shenzus. No, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that happened. And um then I I didn't play for anyone for about a year because I I don't know, years fly by at this point, dude. Come on. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, before I know it, uh, you know, actually I don't think anyone knows this, but um Matt Rice hit me up and was like, yo, like, do you want to be on deal with it? And at the time, I didn't see why not. I hate paying for damas. It was it sucks paying for damas. Like seriously, it sucks. <laughs> I don't miss that. You know, like <laughs> it really does. Like, why do you think yeah. I started a company? I'm not trying to pay for damas. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> your only way to get back to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, like deal with the hit me up. I was on them for like a month. He he had said. Oh, um, wow. He said, yo, I can't promise you your own shape, uh, but like, you know, I can give you dumbness. And I was like, word, like, that's good enough for me. And then, uh, you know, my old buddy Rod over here. Hit me up. <laughs> and then somebody heard news of that and had was having none of it. Oh, is that, so, was that what happened to you? You heard, you heard. No, it. and I actually Albert. didn't hear about it. I just like, we were talking about people who we wanted on the team. And it was just like, well, I was like, well, fucking June's not on a team. Why the fuck is June not on our team? What the fuck? So then I was like, then then I learned of that. And then since Rice is on the Terra team, it was kind yeah. of like, mm. hey, Rice, uh, noticed uh, June is hanging out over there. What's uh, what's going on over there? Right, right. Can we transfer was, him over? Yeah. That was kind of like an awkward conflict of interest because it was like he is also on the pro team half-assed, but he's also like, yeah, 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 yeah. and then the, I don't know what's going on. Like, can I be sponsored <laughs> by both? I remember asking. Yeah. Smith, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, like what if I was the first monster to just like have two sponsors like i'll wear a dw like dwi shirt and have like a pterodon or like well i mean hey that's that's takuya he's in israel but i mean he's on that shit it's takuya yeah what are you gonna do like come on yeah (laughs) but yeah at that time um i actually thought it was bullshit how he wasn't down i was like why not you know like (laughs) and and to this day I, i actually like I think that does happen to a certain degree. You know, you'll you'll mm-hmm. see people have clothing sponsors. You'll totally. see in skating, that's kind of how I relate to it. Was like people have truck sponsors, people have decks like board sponsors, shoe like, sponsors, shoe like, sponsors. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I was like, whatever. Like, why don't we just do that? And then yeah. mm-hmm. whatever the the incentive was, oh, you'll get your own shape. Uh, didn't happen two years. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyways, so, <laughs> yeah. So then, <laughs> so then, yeah, you know, got on Terra and uh, you know, end of story. <laughs> yeah. Terry, yes, yes. You got, you know, with Terry, for those who know, you got to work on that Smith time. So I've learned about, um, I think all of us oh, have that. Yeah, okay. Oh, I specific. Everybody, everybody has that to a degree. I'm definitely guilty of that myself. It's not, it's not Smith. It's, it's MJ time. But you know, shit happens. You know, who, who knows exactly the specific details? But in any case, mm-hmm. you jump. You, you went to yes to Terra, which was pretty cool because yeah, because there was once, yeah. once uh, Co fell apart. <laughs> it was, it was just like yeah. What, what are these? 
who's going to pick up the kids that are running around fucking totally, who's, yeah. who you know who's the, yeah. the the ambulance going to be picking up all these pros i mean someone finally got elijah lane like <laughs> and, yeah right <laughs> uh, yes yeah yes no, but, yes um uh yeah as far as terry goes it was the perfect for, fit for me at the time because like i at that time like that was a huge struggle year for me because just mentally throughout 2017 to like 2020 just struggle mm. mentally and so like it's a lot of years bro it's a lot of years yeah it sucked yeah. um and so for me i kanama i was trying to figure out i mean as every young like 20 year old does is trying to figure out what they're gonna fucking do and so, you know, I moved to San Diego for a couple months and uh, such with Flags, uh, my boy, TJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just like giving him shit. But yeah, no, I love that guy. Uh, and so, yeah, such <laughs> with him and D Westy for a couple months. And then I realized that wasn't for me. This is getting yeah. off track. This is getting off track. It's not my, not Konama career, but essentially, yeah, I kind of was in like a hiatus of my Konama life for a while. And mm. to be honest, I, I genuinely don't think that. I progressed in Kanama any of those years. Like I, I, I like to say that I actually started like getting good, like only two years ago, because that's when shapes started to get really good and, yeah, that's, yeah. and free and Kanama started to get easy, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool. I don't have to try as hard. I played for this long. I don't, I don't need to try as hard. I don't want to try. <laughs> I've <as> earned <laughs> this. I earned <laughs> it. If it's not good out of the package, I don't want it. <laughs> and so yeah that's kind of what happened to me um uh, i mean like so so i don't want to like go too far into the future because what i'm relating to is like i would i would play with one-ups for like the last year but at the end of my Terra career once i got like the gfn um which i will officially i will officially state the meaning for anyone who has ever wondered let's hear i made yeah i made the shape and um and I made it and I, and I remember going out it to play Ken with Steph Lucier and like a couple other people at um, Lucier at, uh, at Van Jam. And I was just slapping loons and I felt bad because it was so easy because the shape was, <laughs> it was just, there was so, it was too easy on that, on that Dama. And so like, I would land and I'd be like, get fucked nerd. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, get fucked, nerd. like I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I told that to Smith, I was like, yo, like, I'm just kind of like shitting on kids because this shape's too like the the lunars are too good and like I've just been saying to everyone like like it's not my fault like get fucked nerd and he was like <laughs> and he's like GFN like and I was like wait like I know it's not like the most marketable you know thing but he's like I mean that's that might just be the name you know and so yeah. that is that is what GFN is it means get fucked nerd so hell yeah <laughs> it's, it's the shape shitting on kids in that moment um but little mm. did i know is that was just the hand turn that was super good and then mm. you got you got it when you make a shape really mm. account for the discrepancies in like china dominance. yeah it's a big thing it's a huge thing the difference between like hand turns and china damas mm-hmm. and so like yeah, like that was one kind of flaw that I made was, I mean, even though GFNs were good for Lunar, um, I don't know. I also like, I'll, I'll, I'll attribute it to myself. Like my style changed over over the years and like I just ended up not liking as slim of Damas over the next like year, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to make revisions to it. It kind of didn't come out fully how I wanted hand turn versus China. And mm-hmm. obviously we all know like, like making revisions on China Damas, like A, cost money, B takes time and it's 
See, coming from this new perspective, it doesn't work. Coming from this, <laughs> it doesn't work because you don't know what's going to happen because they may fuck it up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so coming from this new perspective of Kanama of like making our own shape, uh, I hundred percent like have a have a better kind of understanding of why that stuff was happening. Um, mm-hmm. Although I I do know that it probably could have changed earlier than I would have liked, but hearsay, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so, so can, we, so can we figure this out right now with, you know, Rod from the Terror Squad? Uh, what's happening with the shape? With the shape? The what GFN. Shape? The Get Fuck Nerd. I mean, I don't know officially, but as far as I know, the stuff that's all made, that's on the site for sale right now will be the last of it until it goes out yeah 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 yeah. just continued so whatever has been made has been made and if you you want to get a gfn it's your last chance i don't even know if they're sold out right Uh, right, i think there's a few left for sure yeah so that shape is said and done and it's part of the past um Mm -hmm. so in my head good riddance only because i i I do think a lot of people liked it which is Correct. It's great. It's really great. Which is like cool and great. Um, no, it's it's really cool because I hated it after like not that long, right? And and that was my <laughs> and I that only happened because I was seshing an active kanama. I uh, during, during, during my year of like hiatus, I was playing. <laughs> were they were they were they trying to get you? I know they they, they pick no, up a lot no, of people. They try not. to get like uh, Moti for a while. Moti. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. Like I was playing with a. I don't know if this is his last name, Jonathan Dumod, something like that. So that's probably his name. I don't know. Um, Serial? No? Uh, active? No, no, no. Active. Unactive. Okay, okay. One of their pros had a mod, and I caught okay. one because it had a slimmer feel to it, and I liked the slimmer doms at the time, and I was playing with it for, like, the year that I was, not year, but six months, the later six months that I was not sponsored, and I was landing bangers on it, and I really was vibing with it. And then I went to, um, I got a flight to Vancouver from the terror guys and they were like, yeah, we're going to finally make your shape 2017 now 2020. Um, and then, you know, I get flown out and we start scheming on the shape. And then the shape was actually based off of the active Kanama at the time, which is not oh. the new shape, the, the old, the older one, like the, 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 the like last version, um, that and a KC winner because KC winners used to be good. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't it a battle? Wow. A battle, a battle KC winner? And the KC winner and battle were two different things. There's KC winner and then KCN was what made battles. Okay, but everyone had the fucking inner ring, bro. It was the battle. It okay, was the battle. Okay, was there. So, yeah, whatever. it was a battle. There was no winning, <laughs> dude. It was a battle. He's like, I, 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 got the, I got the smarts on with the hoodie. You know, I know what's up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'll take the hood off if it needs it. Fucking brain uh, <laughs> blast. <laughs> so there was, there, there was no connection to the, um, what was it? Give, give a dama. Oh, like the one that passed around the world? <laughs> the, no, the lunatic one. The lunatic. Because for me, that was uh, <laughs> a little similar when I put that in my hands. Really? Okay, Just because it was like, yeah, lunars. The, like, the that lunar Dama, lord. Because it's kind of skinnier. That's funny you said that because that Dama back in the day was so cheater. Nowadays, it's like it was a so normal cheater. Dama. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely misspoke, though. Rod's right. It was a it was a battle. battle. And, okay. And, the, the the main the main like characteristic on that Ken was the inner ring and the reason I I wanted like a really smooth inner ring, uh, only mm. for the sake of for for a lot I cannot even put this into words I just like the way that I feel about Kanama is just like a 
really like wavy vibration and Stahl's gonna hate the stay fact woke, that I said bro. that stay, stay woke. vibration <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot think of it like any any just like just like flowy yeah. type of movement Trains. any type yeah, of yeah. flowy transition like any type of just like wavy vibration Squel- like, Squelchy womps. Yeah. so yeah that's kind of what the idea was is i just really wanted it to be like flowed you know what i mean i'm gonna ride that dama like a wave exactly <laughs> bud Spend, i mean with all that time you're hanging out with tj right <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him! I just got influenced. I'm here making waves. Yeah, so that's what happened with Tara, um, and that was fun while it lasted. And I was on the team with one of my best friends in the entire world. Yeah, let's go. And um, other than that, I mean, I love the team. I'll never stop loving that team. Like there are some some great people on that team. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Joe. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that Tara picked up other people because possibly I'm not sure from my perspective, I don't know you, Rod, what you think it felt like there was more, uh, passion put into it a little more, you know, mm-hmm. no, to absolutely. make stuff happen, more product was coming out, you know, it wasn't only uh, hand turned stuff. They started making mm-hmm. stuff for, for everyone to get their hands on. So it was really cool to see that change that shift. Yeah. I get a little, I get a little carried away like when I'm talking, but um, yeah, essentially what I meant to say in the beginning was it was a perfect fit for me at that time because I was taking a hiatus kind of on Dama and they were way more of like a chill squad to be on. Mm, Uh, Yes. Mm. That was really fitting to me at that time. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, that's always kind of what they have been. It's just really like the homies really chill. And yeah, that's what I love about the terror squad. The yeah. fucking chillers. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And now who's been uh, to Van Jam understands the Van Jam feels. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. kind of evolved into, um, I don't know if it was quarantine. I don't know if it was depression. Let's go. Uh, it was like <laughs> something made me really just want to like, <laughs> like kick it into overdrive. And um, I was looking for something to just like make me motivated every day. Just make me just want to push forward in my life and just, progress right and so i of course went back to kanama and uh i filmed uh uh what is it a kanama fall in like 2020 of december and that was like the the like kind of like the relaunch of like me playing kanama like every day like just crazy amounts and so um ever since then i don't know i've just kind of been going ham (laughs) and and then so the vibe kind of changed into like, okay, like I'm on this chill Slack team of like kind of more like I need more to happen. And I need to mm. now I've realized that like I need to do it because I'm I'm that's my mindset, right? Mm. And obviously that's why I have this guy next to me, is because he's a very <laughs> motivated individual. And so like combining powers, right? Fusion mm. shape. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fusion shape. <laughs> That uh, uh, not 100%, all these things, like we've been talking about the origin story, you know, like bringing it back, all these things tie into what's happening now. And yeah, so yeah. like from the, from the clock, from the C to K, along the whole way, from the co, right. from the ET, right. from the whatever, like, yeah. and then randomly just having my own little spurts of just like motivation. Um, I just like, I've always thought on every team I've ever been on, like there's a lack of something right and like it, it may whatever whether it may be like apparel whether it may be like accessories whether it may be like i mean i i got pages you know of ideas and, and obviously like i want that to work out 
Um, you know, I won't, I won't pretend like money's not an issue in all those senses, but uh, yeah, it, the ideas, if, we, if we want to grow to do something more, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, but the ideas they're they're endless, and so that is like one thing that I realized that I I need to be uh, self sufficient to be able to do because I I have my own agenda and and like. I'm kind of on my own time now. And then that feels really great to just like mm. have my own schedule and, and motivation for my own self. Right. And then also about being able to contribute to Kanama. So this is kind yeah. of like a segue, if you will. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Before we jump into that segue there, there's a few more things I'd like to hear from Stodd. So let's, let's go. take a little yeah. hook back, um, yeah. jump back in time. We, you know, we just, towards the beginning, we heard Stodd, how you were very, well you liked winning you wanted to win you wanted to be on top you wanted to be best of the best he's hungry Um, the times that we've met was at catch and flow in tokyo uh probably the second third you know i i I felt i felt so much so many different things in the room of the event when it was happening uh when finals were going down i think what was it uh the one i remember right now no, year two, year two, you and Bonds. Year two. 2015 or 16. Oh, no, 15, 15, because 14, they did the first one. Second one, yeah. We went yeah. baller on it, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Put me in your shoes. What was it like coming to Japan for the competition? How much you wanted to win? And your uh, reaction to the end of, at the end of the night, at the what happened? 2015, so I got second, right? That's the year that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I got second place. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. So I went to K2C. Um, I trained two and a half months straight, and I got third place at that event. And it was the worst thing ever for me. Um, oh, I, K2C. Okay. So at K2C yeah. 2015, July, I like tried my heart out. Um, I was the best Canon player in the world at the time um, and really felt like that. I had that in the bag. I, I had no idea kind of what like pressure looked like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you go to That's a event, scale, like, yeah. like oh, I'm going to win. Like I thought I was going to win. Like I had no doubt that I was going to win. I, I fucking qualified like in like a minute and a half for both rounds and like made the finals and like had no doubt that I was going to win. And then I went up the there. And, yeah. And like, I didn't know that like pressure was a thing. Cause I never really competed on that stage before. I just knew that I was the best player. That's what I thought, you know, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I believed in. Um, ended up getting third place. I wanted to die after, you know, like there's, there's times where like, you're happy to get third. I was not happy. I knew I was better than anyone up there that got before me. And like, I was pissed about it. Um, and that's my honest reaction. Like I, I knew that I feel like I had that if I had like knew how to prepare and knew how to handle pressure and things like that. So I went to catch and flow and I wanted to win that event as well. Um, I felt like there was a few players at the time that could really kind of compete with me on like a freestyle level. And like, as far as like the tricks that I could do and what I could land, I feel like there was no one at the time that could really kind of pressure me into losing. Um, that's what I, that's what I thought, you know, that ended up being far from what actually happened. Went to catch and flow. Um, I got second place. Um, I gave them a fucking hell of a run in the final round. Me and Bonds had a hell of a matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd won the event after, so did he. Um, it felt like I had like taken that 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 final round. 
but Bonds had a little bit more diversity than me and had a little bit more of like a, a solid performance. And he ended up taking that win in the final at Capture Flow 2015. Uh, you know, he won unanimous decision 3 0. Mm. I was really pissed. I thought I'd won. Um, and, you know, I, I never expected anything else in winning those events. That's kind of like how I felt about those. Um, because at the time I knew what I was capable of, capable of and like what I was doing. And I, I just felt like that, like I was going to win those events. Um, and I came up short and it was really hard because I felt like I had done everything possible to like prepare for those events and like to do well at those events. And I ended up, uh, not winning either. I got third and second place. And for a lot of people, that's a great competition, you know, you know, a victory or whatever. But like for me at the time, I felt like it was a, a really big fucking waste, you know? So, mm. yeah. So in the end, what did it do to your morale? Did it give you like a fire to, to come back? Or were you just like out of it and just didn't want to see the. So what happened is that like, I was still like, fuck this shit. I'm going to come back next year and fucking body these people. That's what my thought process was. What ended up happening is that I, uh, being in a war. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting really bad anxiety in 2016. Um, I did not know how to deal with it. I didn't know what it was. Um, it was really hard for me to figure out what was happening. Um, I feel like I had heart problems. I felt like I was nervous all the time. I, I didn't play Kandama that whole year. Um, it was really weird for me because I was used to playing all this Kandama in 2015. And then the next year I ran into like a, health issues health issues yeah, i had to yeah. go to the doctor i got diagnosed with a heart problem you know it was really hard for me to he has an extra electrical circuit in his yeah. heart so i have a i have a w, w which is electric an extra electrical heart um kind of stimulant and i cannot do certain things or certain drugs for the rest of my life and like it was found out that like i have like a, a heart problem and i could not like really compete and like not have anxiety essentially. And so that's kind of the point where I was like, I can't really go for this fully. Like I would like to, um, mm -hmm. and like a really challenging thing for me. So then I was like, you know what, like what I've always been good at is landing tricks. Tell me. You know, I've always been, I've never been a comp guy. I will never claim to be a competition guy. Um, I never was, um, I yeah. did a few competitions that were really big, but like, I've always been like film guy. And I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people that really follow me and understand where, where and how I play, like they know that I'm a, a film dude. Mm -hmm. And I've always been able to land like really good tricks on camera. And so I just decided to try to like embrace that and like go forward with it. And that's where my strong suit is. That's that's how I I, I thrive. You know, it's like doing things that I think that it's hard for me or that other players can't do. And like that's always been what I've done. Like the best things that I've done in Kandama have always been videos. Mm -hmm. Uh two over. And that, that's how I feel, you know? Yeah. No, that's actually like looking back on it, you know, it's really cool that you were able to kind of find a path, kind of force you to find your path yeah. of uh, acknowledging what you're, what you progress at and what you should kind of, I guess, focus on what's better for you. Cause everyone has their own ways of uh, painting on the canvas. If you will, everyone has their own mm -hmm. materials that they like to use. Some really? excel at some things than others. So we're all not the, the same to, try to be like, yeah, the comp people. Cause you know, when you go to the comps, you see those people who not really not get lucky, but in a sense, get lucky. You know, I, I really noticed that within Kenjama after the first few uh, world cups, it's like, you know, everyone was expecting bonds to win the second one or place like really high. And, you know, he didn't. 
And it's like, right. wow. You expected me to, to win the 2015. Like, yeah. like, you know, he, he, like, he got first in qualifying. And like, like, I like, was hitting yeah. really high runs. And like I practiced for two and a half months with this dude. Like we practiced yeah. together and like we were hitting massive runs. Yeah, yeah. And, and you still come up short. And, and you know, fun fact, that year, I actually was one spot under the qualifying so like I was oh. the exact qualifying that did my name right under the line. Oh. That hurt that hurt more than you can even imagine because I didn't even get a shot. You know, yeah. and, at that point, yeah. and at that point, me and this guy had been playing for three, four months, eight hours. I'm not kidding, like eight hours a day. He would come over to my house and we would practice KWC runs. And like he was hitting 1600s and like I was hitting like 1400s like consistently. Yeah. And like we were like, yo, like we, we think we could hit some good runs. And then, and you know, we go to, uh, we're practicing for with Wyatt for a little bit, but he was, he lived farther away. So it was kind of harder too. but. Yeah. So me and Chris lived really close. So we would super close. He'd bike on over to my house. Yeah. I'd you know? bike to his house and we would practice these events in the middle of the day. And it was like, you know, we would always practice together and like, we were super prepared and ready. And we felt like we were ready to go over and like really kind of like win this competition. And then we get over to Japan and, uh, we were in like the, the hostel or the, what is it? The Kanama mm. hotel, um, yeah. Hiroshima, one of the, Omotenashi. one of the most beautiful, Maybe. beautiful so before you guys got kicked out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Willie P put a hole in the wall with a skateboard was yeah. it Willie P? I think it was one of those. It was his, I heard it. Willie P. <laughs> I heard it was the Roots guys, and I got it blamed. It was the Roots it. guys, but it was Willie oh. P. Skateboard. It was Willie P. Skateboard. Ah, and I got blamed for it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. Makes sense. I I know I did. One of the, <laughs> I know I did. That that place is great because like you could like crawl from like balcony to balcony, you know. <laughs> and so like yeah, yeah, you could go on the back end like crawling from balcony to balcony. But yeah, so I remember we were there and. And this is one year after it even, well, did it, did it start in 2014, right? Okay, it started. 14. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 14. Okay, yeah. So it's 2015. It was one year after it started, right? Bonds won. And and me, Wyatt, and Sauter there. And, like, people are coming up to us like, yo, like, uh, I got to plan out my run. Um, Yo, like, what are you doing for your run? Like, we got to plan out our runs. And we're like, we've had runs planned for, like, months. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, and, so, and so I remember, I'll never forget, we like we were all like, yo, come here. And we all, like, got in a huddle. And we all were like, yo, we are the most prepared here. Like no one has runs prepared at all. Mm. And like, we're like, dude, this is fuck. We could, we have a total shot at this. This is fucking insane. No one had fucking cared at that point. No one, yeah. <laughs> people didn't know that it was a big deal, you know? And we, except for us. And so it honestly to that, like to this day, I still say it was going to be one of the three of us. It was going to be me, Wyatt, or Stop. Yeah. It didn't matter mm-hmm. who. We all had the runs prepared. We thought it, we were going to go one, two, three for a second. And we yeah, kind of looked. We almost did. I, if I would have qualified, maybe I would have, you know, but I was. <laughs> should have been like, man, too bad I wasn't a Canadian boy. He would have been, you know, right next to me. Yeah. Awesome. Right for, for the wild cards. It's hard, dude. Like when you get there, it's like. I hate Canadians. Every year, Motherf- they goddamn wild Motherfucking card. wild card, baby. <laughs> it's the shits. <laughs> Rigging right. Hey, I've only gotten it once. You piece of shit. KWC yeah. is so. <laughs> I remember my last. And there's trip. no way to know until you go there, and you're like, oh my god, the pressure, yeah. the organization of the event, the way it's structured. It's like, yeah, I've gone. I went to that event. And I felt like a little fucking bitch. Backstage, like, backstage. Yeah. It's like you're a spectator. You're like, oh, this is gonna be crazy, crazy, whatever. I'm having fun. It's like backstage. <laughs> it's like it is a death zone. Like it was like, yo, you don't talk to anyone. 
y'all like y'all exchange looks and you nod. Yeah, you know, like, like, yeah. like I don't care what anyone says. No one's having fun back there. No one's having. No fun. one's. Having fun. <laughs> There's no fun. <laughs> Yo, how you feeling? It's oh, not man. Like, or it's like, oh, you can practice the tricks. It's like no, like if you're coming to KFC. You've dialed in the there needs to be you know a, to there be. needs to be a sign that says no fun allowed backstage that's because that is what's happening. Oh no, that's not that's <laughs> not right. I've had some fun backstage. Okay, where's you at, Rod? <laughs> 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 no, no, that's well, you know, most most of the players, you know, like Rod, we already have the sense of who cares? Like Bonds is gonna win. So just hey, go out there and have a fucking good time. Yeah, that, yeah I used to say that to people. You know, <laughs> when you're in the running though, you know, when you're when you have a good yes. chance, like yeah. it's like you, you don't think that way, you don't you're like, focused. Oh Bonds. No, of course not. All right, it's like, and and like, I feel, yeah, you know, yeah, I would never have gone up to one of you guys and said that because like <laughs> that's not the case with you, you know. It's like well, you're smart, you know, you're not like a you're not like a little kid who's like, hey, like, can I get your autograph when you're in the middle of like Honing in for your round, you're like, uh, yeah, sure. no. like, <laughs> no, the and as well as you know, how you guys explain it, how it, it was like a sport for you guys, where most of the people yeah. who go to KWC, even even if they're you know being brought over by their sponsor from overseas, like they're there to have fun, that's the first thing. But you guys mm-hmm. were, and I'm sure there's a few other people that go there with different agendas of just to win, win, win. So yeah, yeah the, the vibe is totally different. And then of mm-hmm. course, you know, when you're coming from overseas from a uh, different companies, you know, everyone in Japan wants to say hi and get their autograph, get pictures, get oh, a double yeah. tricks or something. So it's oh. really hard for you guys to be focused. You kind of got to be, you know, revert back to Dick Stodd to be like, I got to practice right now. <laughs> I'm trying to win. Right. Sign your shit after I fucking win, bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> James, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, oh, so, man. all right. So, within Ken Dominant, like we we all do like a, a different stuff, you know, different backgrounds of of different creative stuff, or you know, Stodd, you know, getting deep into houses and selling, flipping houses, if you will. Uh, Chris, let's jump back over to you. Uh, <laughs> art. There's one thing that I didn't know. You know, so many people like do lots of different things. Again, I said the art is one thing that I was, I was really surprised, you know, to find in your Instagram feed, you posting different types of art and, and with a good amount of skill and quality to it. So where did that come from? How long have you been uh, creative with your art? Yeah. Well, I, a kid, bro. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of gone on and off since, uh, since I've got older, but it, I don't know, it like somewhat part of me somewhat wants to say that it sprouted from Kanama in a way, like, I really enjoy the creative part of Kanama. I really enjoy the um, non-traditional type of tricks, just anything that has never been done. I used to always strive to like post anything that has never been done. Like until honestly the last like year or two, like I, I, any post that I've ever done, like in my head was like, I had never seen it. I was like, I want it. I want to make sure it's never been done. And so I don't know. I guess that creativity is somewhat transferred over. Um, I, I had this huge like art boner for like five years, six years. Like when, um, when I was in high school, I used to just like doodle a bunch, like with my uh, friends and like in class, like I, I've never been a school guy. I just don't, I don't click with it at all. I hate it. I always have, I've cheated throughout all of school. I just don't, I need to get through it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't fucking care about this because I have one goal. It's either to land tricks or to make cool shit. And like, that's just not where my brain works. Like I am more suited in, I don't know. That's just kind of what it is. Right. And so um, me and my friend, uh, we used to like 
create, we used to like make it, this is like a little like tidbit, but I used to like make a little drawing and then like I'd pass it to him. He'd like add on to it. We would just kind of add on to things. And I guess like that creativity just kind of grew into um, having multiple influences on like Instagram and seeing like many different artists. And like, I just love the concept of creating something that's never that the into reality just through your own mind and your own hand. And um, the, the, the main, like, I guess like, um, uh, like, what do they say when like you're using just your hands, like the, the, the kinetics or not kinetics, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever the aspect is, is like when you're, you move, you're using your body to create. And so, uh, I, I really enjoy, like, even if I'm just flowing on, on a Kanama, like even just the, the, like the feeling that I get, like when I'm flowing on like a pen, like I would just like randomly just do stuff and just like feel out a vibe. Right. Like, like I was saying like that flow of Kanama and I would just kind of like try to bounce like on this flow and like it, and like the greatest part about it is it would just like sprout into something amazing. And I would be like, Oh my God, like now I have an idea. And then I would just like go on this idea and I would just like go for hours on an idea. And um, I don't know, like it just, it just kind of happens. Like I, I, I don't like, being called an artist because like i i'm not like consistent you know like it's really hard for me to like personally come out with like really consistent things and that's probably because mm. art is its own skill set and it requires its own practice and respect um and i don't give it that respect as of now but i used to give it a lot of respect and i used to i used to practice every day i used to I'd make i used to be obsessed with anatomy like obsessed mm. and like i would just practice anatomy for like three to four or five years, just like on my off time of Kanama, you know, I, I'd practice figure drawings I'd practice observatory drawing. I'd look at my reality and think, how could I put this in a sketch and all these things? Like I'd, I'd be thinking about sketching, you know, but now I'm so in love with Kanama that I just think about Kanama. So it's just hard to like think about both, you know? Mm. <laughs> um, and so now I kind of rely on just like the mood for drawing. I, I don't really put too much like pressure on it in that sense. Like, I just kind of will put something down and then really hope that something comes out of it or I'll see something really cool and I'll try to like come up with my own version of it. Um, and yeah, like that's kind of where, where I lie as far as like Kandama uh, art and like apparel goes is like, I just think there's like huge lack of like designs and just like things mm -hmm. that I would personally like to see. And that made me, that may be like my own bias, but mm -hmm. I really want to, like make Kanama look really cool, you know, and, and drawing a Kanama is really hard. <laughs> mm. If anyone's ever tried to draw a Kanama, it's so, it's such a linear form and yeah. you can make it look really flowy and, and, and cool, but there is a, it's like almost like anatomy. There's an anatomy to drawing Kanama. If, if you draw it wrong, you're going to immediately in your eyes, look at it and say, that's not, that's wrong. Like this is wrong. <laughs> and that's really hard to do, you know? And so you kind of have to, as a, like, when you don't have such a high skill in that sense of like proportions and all that crazy nerdy art stuff, uh, <laughs> you kind of got to like put your own spin on it, you know? And so that's where I'm trying to take it. But yeah, as far as like relating it with, with Kanama, I'm trying to like merge the both and try to make some really cool stuff that I personally have never seen. And that I really wish like was a thing in Kanama. Mm-hmm you know, kind of in like Kanama, it's it, a lot of it's like, I mean, since we all get our, our paint from like 
more or less the same factory. It's kind of like, well, what sets you apart? Well, it's your designs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm really trying to bring a new wave to that and, and like put a lot more time and like consideration into just like the present presentation of a Kanama, you know, like I, at the same time, I want to make people's dreams come true and I want to make pros feel like they can have their own Kanamas and I will fulfill that for them. And that's, that's my job. But like, it's almost like I get my own little, like it's scratched just by like making what I think should be sick in Kanama just like happen. Um, like this next design we have, like, I mean, Rod probably seen it, you know, like I, I put like 40 out, 40, 60 plus hours more. I don't even know, like so many hours <laughs> in this design to where I just feel so stoked about it. And then I just like, um, I'm, I'm satisfied, you know, and then being a perfectionist is like, a uh, it's a give or take. It has its pros and cons as Todd knows. Like, that's why I have this guy next to me. It's like, he keeps me level-headed, you know, because sometimes <laughs> I get really, really particular and I have to be a perfectionist about things. But at mm-hmm. the same time, there's deadlines and you got to make decisions yeah. sometimes. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you got to turn it, you got to turn it in. You got to turn it in. Done. Yep. You, know, you just got to deal with it. I think that's one thing I learned a lot with um, studying about like cinematography, filming, editing. It's like, you can keep on same with art. Like you can just keep on going and going and adding more lines and adding more filters and adding another. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, even with music, I think maybe that is an easier example. Like some of the most memorable riffs songs you've heard were probably made like one day. (laughs) Yeah. It's very Mm -hmm. easy. Not nothing complex, you know, it wasn't like Beethoven Mm. where he spent like months writing out his whole sonata of what, you know, so no, it, it there's there's yeah it's a curse this whole kind of creators mind of being a perfectionism yeah. yeah yeah but it's i'd rather again, have that though i'd rather have that than not be the way that i am because i i don't i don't want to settle for something that i am not proud of or i hate like yeah mm-hmm. but yeah there there are times in which Stodd's like we got it we just got to make a move though and i'm like yeah. okay like i need to ground me and so i couldn't do what i'm doing without him honestly because i wouldn't be anywhere i would Same. just be Same yeah here. no truly and so yeah it's really like to answer your question it's just it's whatever i can pick out of the fucking brain to come to come in the moment and and i do for me it's like it really sucks because it's like both of them are so hard and like i really want to be good at both but you really got to pick and choose what you're good at and like I still have a dream of just being amazing at Konama because I love I love the feeling of being so good at Konama. I love the feeling of high level play. Like it feels so good, and like mm-hmm. it's 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 so much more satisfying to me than art at this time. And my body is allowing me to do that, and so I'm going to take advantage of that as much as I can while also making the art aspect work from a intuitive like standpoint. I'm just kind of like letting the intuitive like art flow right like but eventually i will be giving it that respect in that time Mm -hmm. um but right now like i just love kanama too much i can't stop playing so i just need to like harness what's in front of me and i Mm -hmm. i need to keep doing it (laughs) you gotta ride that wave gotta ride the wave bud exactly (laughs) (laughs) back to the wave yeah nice Mm -hmm. all that wave balance yeah Shout out Dero. Love you, Dero. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's going to watch all the way through here. 
Zero oh, balance. I know it's about balance. And, and this Dude, he, morning, you know, he was bugging yep, me the other yep. day. He said, you know, I noticed there hasn't been a nerds episode. I need, need a new episode. Yeah. Yeah. I got a DM too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got a DM. He's like, heard you're going to mail a new nerds. I was like, how do you know that? Like, <laughs> I'm because I'm fucking Dero. That's I was like, yeah. <laughs> the all seeing, the all seeing, the all seeing eye. Yes. Yeah. He knows everything in Kendall. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was there was a interesting tidbit that I heard that I learned about in our talks with Haley. Stod, tell me about your dad's ice cream stall. <laughs> the Nardwar. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, <laughs> yes. These are now, the things I live for. That, that was the things. best part of my night, right there. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was Haley's dad's stall. That was was. Uh, yeah, you so worked I, there. That's what it was. I did. I did. I did work there. You're right. Um, I played or so like I lived in Bend, right? There, Bend is a small little mountain town. And I knew that Haley was from Bend, Oregon, because she was the most famous person in the world at the time. Like Haley was the most famous, like, canal player. Like, don't get it twisted. Like Haley was like the shit, right? Oh, and, yeah, still is. Still is, yeah. Still is the shit. Like she was like the pinnacle. Like whenever she blew up, like think about that. Like that's that's. It was what wild. I'm it was about. crazy. Yeah. It was different. And different time. Different time. Different time. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I like I heard residual, residually that like she was from Bend and like her dad worked in Bend. So she throws up on her Facebook like one day like looking for help. You know, like I want someone to like work this shaved ice truck, shaved ice truck with me. So her dad like does like shaved ice, but he's like retired and like he just does it for fun and like he like makes pretty much like like Hawaiian style like shaved ice treats. And I was like, damn, like Haley's asking for this. Like I'm I'm gonna do it. So I hit her up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Like <laughs> hit her up, dude. And she was like, oh, for sure. Like, like come through, like, you know, like my dad's hiring or whatever. So I go to this fucking random like food truck. Wait, okay. Really quick pause. Nick Sod has always been this way. You tell him what to do and he'll be there. You tell him where to go, and that's what uh, he's just do it, get it done, Nick Sod. He, he doesn't think for himself. You tell him what to think. No, just tell me where to go. Tell like, him where to go. <laughs> like, like, Jesus Christ, or Kanama. You know, I was like, yo, wherever Haley tells me to go, I'll be. He's like, oh, I didn't register for freestyle for MKO. Fuck! Or <laughs> Nate, Nako. <laughs> like, I, I fucking show up and she was like, Haley's there. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, oh my God. Like, dude, like Haley... Fucking! This was Haley. Was this is like Hawaiian edit Haley? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Deal, Haley. A huge deal, Haley. Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, like my dad owns this cart. Like, you want to work for it?" And I was like, "Yes, please. <laughs> I want it. Whatever it is, I want it. I'm 16 years old. I'm not give a shit." He so just I wants money to just, keep playing Kanama. I don't even want any money. I just like, oh my god, Haley Bashan, dude, like, <laughs> fucking fuck me, dude. Like, I want all of this. <laughs> so I'll <laughs> sign up for it or whatever it is. I work for her dad, Pat. Pat is the nicest man ever. I still ask how he's doing to this day. Great dude. Um, Shout out, Pat. Re- retired ass dude. <laughs> like fucking sells shaved ice, essentially for fun. 
He's, I mean, he lives in Bend, dude. It's obviously for fun. He ain't got a shaved ice for his living. Like, <laughs> so I do a couple events with just Pat. It's like, okay, Haley hooks me up, but like, we don't ever talk or do anything in person. And like, I work the events. I'm just working with Pat Bischoff. That's his name. Great man. And then, like, a few months in, like, I'm working with Haley, and like, she's like, yo, like, you're really good at Kanama. I was like, I'd tell her, I was like, yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> I was an asshole. I was a little asshole. I was like, yeah. Dick sod. I know. Dick sod. You know, now you understand, like, more why you know I said, said goes, say that. Damn, like, I feel like if you went to World Cup, you, you would have gotten top five. I'd go, no, Haley, I would have won. <laughs> say I've never heard this. <laughs> I would have won. I was like, no, Haley. I say it. Like, no, Haley, I would have won. <laughs> you know what she does? She just goes, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> After that, I worked with like her dad for like a couple events. Like, dude, I remember the first time I worked with her at like an actual like fucking like a uh, festival and we were selling shit bikes together. She was like, hey, if you want to go play Kendama? I was like, yes, yes. Let me play Kendama. I want to play Kendama with you. You're so good. <laughs> we played together. She's, she, she's a fucking rock star. She's been a rock star from the beginning. Haley. We love Haley. We love Haley's Haley. like our fucking sister. Haley's UTK's oh, yeah. sister. <laughs> I love Haley so much as a Bish person. Is the Mish? You know? True. Fish yeah. is the Mish. This is the Mish. Saw in Vegas last year. She's great, dude. I miss her. Yeah. The third nerd. Third nerd. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's good. That's it. So you found some connection uh, within the Kendama community, even through uh, your small town, Ben, Oregon, through Shaved Ice. Who would have known? Yeah, and little did you know, it was Shaved Ice. That's crazy. Little did you know, like both of those people are from that small town, and, and it's so just kind of it's crazy. Why Haley and I like always support each other. Like we're always like in each other's back. Like we really like support where we came from because like we're from the same little small town and like we like i always i will always have her back and i guarantee you she'll always have mine so she's a great person hometown homies yeah yeah it's 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 bigger than bigger than dom dude i swear yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right all right so maybe this is a question for june since you know you you've known nick for such a long time for many many years uh who brought in the the hard fashion game within Kenjama was it? You better you say know, my name. Norks? You better put more respect on my. Was it? Was it TJ? Okay, okay. Let's all calm down. All right. <laughs> Don't be acting like you're bougie motherfucking. See what time it is. Versace kid. Okay, dude. Watch your nutsack. All right. First of all, first of all, go watch Nick on bangers, and you'll really see what Nick's style style used to be. Okay. <laughs> Sport shorts and XLTs. Okay. Oh, yes. Don't even at me, motherfucker. You ain't pulling shit. Uh, <laughs> Tell him I'm nice with it. Tell him I'm nice with it. No, he's nice with it now, but but like just buy outfits. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, truly, that's a really good question because it's like you know everyone has their own C's, right? It's like Stod is Stussy Stod, you know, and like Fraser is like. He's like creme de la creme, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> and then you got, like, Norris, who's just, like, club guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Bartender, yeah. <laughs> Bartender. Bartender Norris. I mean, it depends on what area you're re- you're referencing, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, Nick, like uh, For me, like, turtlenecks. 
Turtlenecks. Because that's where it started with this game. Well, I didn't yeah. even I love Turtlenecks. I wish it would have started with Turtlenecks. It started with flannels. I'll say it. I love. Did it start with flannels with you? Yeah. Weren't you a flannel kid? And the like Pendletons. So it started from like Pendleton. Ba- yeah. Baggy, baggy tees, baggy tees and sport shorts to flannels, Pendleton flannels. And then and then it went to like, I don't know, like Stodd just spending too much money on clothes that didn't match for like years. And then randomly <laughs> he he got a girlfriend who's now his fiance who really showed him how to shop. And, <laughs> and now if he doesn't spend a G in the store, it's not a good day. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't a good day for you. Like, (laughs) so yeah, that's that's the best way I can answer your question. That's that's my progression. Right. But I'll, I will always remember, I will always remember bangers. Nick Stodd. Go look at that edit. Bangers. Mm. You will see the real Nick Stodd in those edits. That's really me. That's really tease tease to the knees. That's that's (laughs) the real Nick Stodd. You don't want to be there, there, there have been there have been some questionable uh, fashion statements that we've seen in the past. I think it was one year, or possibly the first NAKO when it was official, where there, there's there's videos uh, where you know going back to the hometown homegirl Bish, you borrowed possibly a top of hers or something. <laughs> they sort changed. Of. They traded oh, shirts. That, that was actually in 2019. Low key. Yeah, 2019. Was vibe, Haley was looking really fine in that, so like, how, how to take it? He had to take it. Yeah, she's like, like, yo, I like that top. She's like, I like you. You look better in this. I was like, fish, you're looking good. I need some of that. (laughs) (laughs) There there is notoriously, it's actually, it's kind of a- She knows the story. It's kind of a stodism at this point. It's every year, uh, Nick Stodd wears undersized clothing, a Nico. (laughs) (laughs) this year it was not even undersized but it was more like it was more godfather-esque it was like it was like you and your godfather uh for lack of a better name stodfather yeah and and it was the the unbuttoned you know textured tee grind Mm -hmm. i would say so that is a that is a new level of swag but i would say the Uh, dama wants to wear it the 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 chest here is Uh, i did I the did. Chest. It looks comfy. The chest hair has grown from one one chest hair to like six. You know <laughs> yeah, not, they're, they're, they're growing in for sure. We're really going, we're really going strong now. You're well, yeah. You're well. <laughs> a couple more years will look like a Canadian forest on your fucking chest. <laughs> a couple more years, he's gonna be wearing a uh, leopard print jacket. He's gonna have a slicked back mullet with like a, a chain down to his to his cock. Honestly, oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and no shirt. Oh, zero. Well, no shirt, but you know, obviously leopard print like uh, jacket. You could, you got to have. What I've learned at this past Nico is, if you don't have a furry printed jacket, Dude, then you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're yeah. not. You're not on top. Like no, <laughs> it's no. for the furry. No. It's for the furries. You got, yeah, you, you got to have something. You got to be literally so. Stodd used to bring his uh, Stodfather jacket, which was like his grandfather's jacket. It was like he still has it. He's going to get it. It was like this, um, this like wool jacket that had these like these fluffy sides. You can see it in many edits. And every night that he would get drunk, uh, as a miner. Sorry, we can disclose that now. Uh, (laughs) He would wear his jacket, (laughs) and we were like, "Oh wow, okay." Like he's putting the jacket on. We all know how many beers Stodd has had. The drinking jacket. <laughs> I thought he was drinking wine. That was the signal. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a signal. <laughs> exactly. Like he's four beers deep. That's a hundred percent. Like when the jacket comes out, you know. <laughs> and if you go watch, um, little quick tidbit for all the nerds that are watching. Three hours in, two and a half hours in. Nerds, uh, nerds. <laughs> you know, if you uh, if you have tried to go watch CUDK session videos in the past, we uh, have notoriously left out a couple couple episodes, and those episodes were. Um, Clearly, I'm bad at numbers, but it was like five and six. And those two sessions uh, consisted of mm, lots of underage drinking. And then um, along with that was us, you know, at the end of the video, just session some uh, fire extinguishers. You know what I mean? Seshing fire extinguishers. How does one sesh? How <laughs> was one sesh in the session videos? We sesh fire extinguishers. <laughs> so at the end of every night, we would just light off some fire extinguishers and then we'd dip out to the house. And uh, yeah, I mean, we were, it was a different time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're fucking good, I mean, so. I, I feel like we've all been there. I've been there. I also feel like, I don't know why, but like in the right time, you may catch me doing that again. Like I'm, I'm oh, hard, yeah. you know, like, I, I actually have a VHS of like a high school video that I made. <laughs> It's like re- it's some weird shit. And at the end, I my, got my friend to spray me with a fire extinguisher. It was really funny. <laughs> but, but man, so is Stott almost back? I have a question for Stott. I want to, I got a little. Where do hey, you are you right there? His jacket. Because, okay, yes, yeah, so you're getting the jacket on. So um, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice. It, the, his floor is really slick. And we fall many times on this floor. Literally, his chairs are super slick. And he literally just fell off the floor. <laughs> 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 he like he like polishes his floor so they're like you can like slide like a million miles on these things oh damn <laughs> so That's sketch fucking fell must have <laughs> it all up That's good <laughs> all right so yeah yeah we were talking about this jacket this four beer jacket um i mean i just i couldn't help but notice that you weren't wearing it at van jam um and uh, the year that you slept in the shop <laughs> what is this Roz- Roz- <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember what happened that year? I when you, I yeah, I don't. I'm not surprised. I got a couple of good pictures actually. <laughs> I remember the the last picture I saw taken that year was him sleeping on the floor with a napkin under. Yes. His yeah. Well, had, we had to catch the drool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a good one. But do you remember in the morning getting up and trying to leave the shop <laughs> and hitting the garage the door? door Oh, yeah. I, I do remember that. Yeah, I, yeah. And so <laughs> the only way to get out was a big garage door, like a big bay door. And he pushed the button, but it was locked. And it just ripped the fucking machine right off of the door. Oh, <laughs> oh. And because you can because it's dark in there and it's like an enclosed like basement thing no windows so it was just dark yeah and because, Stott just wanted because, to go because it was because it was stuck you know yeah <laughs> that was a bad look for me I remember it that. was <laughs> i mean it could have happened how dare anyway. you rod how dare you <laughs> i thought of the story it was a good Yo, story. We're, we're starting a new company how dare you yeah yeah well messed <laughs> up bro that's yeah. okay this is the old terrace shop it's, it's, not, it's not even our door anymore that was not True. a good experience we're professional now he didn't just yeah in his chair it's all good well you know we could just use that story to segue into uh so what's up with this uh 365 kendama guys <laughs> yes yes let's let's go right into that so it was uh 
a, a big surprise, I think, for many people to see you guys come together. Uh, first, the big surprise was to see both of you leave your respective companies and your positions uh, as as pro players and to see to, to just wonder, ponder what would happen personally. You know, Stodd, with there was a lack of, you know, not so much activity on your end for a while. Uh, GT released your, you know, the Legacist mod towards the end with the koi fish on there. So it's like, okay, you know, maybe there's a resurgence happening. Um, but then, you know, if anyone follows, you know, you, you do share a lot of your personal life, you know, your, your working career, uh, you know, having a fiance now, congratulations on that, you know, move in, doing stuff. And as I think many people with who all the old heads and people who are, I guess, not in high school, we understand that, you know, shit happens, life happens, uh, takes you in different paths. So personally, I was expecting, you know, to, 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 for, to say adieu to Stodd in the Kenjama game. And, you know, you know, you specifically mentioned, you know, this isn't the end for Kenjama. So, okay, you know, you, we see, you know, Keith Metamura every once in a while post or, you know, he still mm-hmm. picks it up, of course, still has plenty of Kenjamas to jam. But it was, yeah, a surprise to, to see 365, you know, it was just a single post um, at the beginning. Everyone was just trying to figure out what is this about? 365, you know, year, yearly Kendamas, one every day. Who knows what's going to happen? So how did the two, how do you two guys come together? Uh, did you decide to leave at the same time? Did you, did you try to think of, can we do this? Could we be, can we be Matt Rice and just have like multiple <laughs> feet and multiple doors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a great question. So um, I guess like initially me and June have been talking since um, November or December, 2020. Right. And uh, no, 2021. Just Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> you know, I, I was doing my own thing from, you know, a while back. I was like, you know, I want to make my own company. I want to do my own thing. And like, you know, it's, it's hard like to do it by yourself. Um, I was always planning on leaving the company that I was at now um, to make like something better. And like, I wanted to like pursue my own thing. And um, I was prepared to do that by myself. And I think that that's where June kind of like came in. He was like, yeah, like I have the skills that you don't have. Like June and I are very complimentary, right? Where it's like, you know, like I'm very good at like the analytical business side of this business and like he's really good at the creative side um and there is like a big difference you know it's like you know june is like really good at the shit that i'm not good at um but before that i was like you know i'm gonna leave my company i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it by myself that was kind of like the thought process i was like i'm gonna create this by myself i'm gonna do it by myself and like i didn't really know what to slow down there skip um pretty much also what happened was that you were doing the real estate thing and you were like you know yo like i'm doing this thing i want this to be me and then like obviously real estate's a really hard industry and like really rigorous and like it sucks and like i guess i should include that so like a lot of people thought like i was doing real estate and like that's not he's always been playing dama the whole time he just wasn't posting as much so obviously you didn't see it yeah so i was like i've always been playing can and i've always been like working on like doing better tricks but like real estate was one of the things where i wanted to do it professionally but like i never really saw its end result and it wasn't making me happy 
you know, like there's a mm. lot of things you can do that like can make you some money, but you're not happy doing it. And like, I was like never happy doing the real estate stuff. I never was happy doing That's the restaurant stuff, stuff. And like, I never like really saw an end result in what I was doing. It's all about happiness. And like, dude, like life is too short to not love what you're doing to some degree. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, I was like, I'm making money doing this. I'm making money doing the, my other job. Like, I don't like this. Like, it's not fun for me. There's no inspiration. There's no In fact, creativity. I hate it. And I hate it. Like, I hated that shit. I hated doing real estate. I hated doing restaurant work. And like, I was like, I want to change that. And I want to work with somebody that's going to really allow me to take, to take it to the next level. And so I decided to start my own company. And then Chris heard about the fact that I would wanted to do my own company. And he, and along, along that, alongside that I had for the better part of a year also had thought about, even when we were living together in 2020, like I had thought about starting my own company. I had thought about starting my own hand turn company, kind of wanted to like get myself going on like some hand turns while I was on Terra kind of like, it almost felt like a good, like a good, like a okay excuse to like be doing both. Cause I was like, okay, well I'm not sponsored by someone else, but I'm also mm-hmm. like making my own money somehow, mm-hmm. you know? And so I kind of was like mm-hmm. looking into that route. I'd saw like a lack of uh, the market on like inlays, like epoxy inlays. And I was like, maybe I want to get started on that type of thing. I still do. Uh, that's still going to happen. I, epoxy inlays slash yep. grip, grip kanama type of yep. things. Like, mm-hmm. That is one thing that we want to bring to the community as well, alongside a bed of other ideas. But that is a huge other one as well, um, as far as like the the main whole concept of the starting of the company, which was to put us on a platform to like just kind of like have collections and show them, like bring them up as artists. Yeah. Right. That was the initial idea was like, start had that idea. And he was like, yo, I want to make a company and I want to put artists on a platform and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make high-end products and I'm going to make like, I'm going to like outsource high-end artists and like have them make whatever they want, prints, kanamas type of thing and uh, have that be their own little like collection to upload them. And so mm-hmm. uh, yep. I was really interested in that. And I, like I said, like I was trying to do my own thing at that time and it just kind of made the most sense. I was like, why, why are we getting to our own things? Like when we are friends and we hang out all the time, like, let's yeah. just like do something together. Like why the fuck not? Yeah. And, and even though that was the idea at the time, it slowly turned into something completely different. Cause it's like, that's just kind of what happens. You know, it's like yeah, that's the idea. And like, although we still would like to do that, unfortunately, like that's not the best way to start off, especially like in this like niche community who like, as we all know, it does not have like a lot of money. Yeah. And so like, although we, we ideally like initially wanted to be like a high-end brand, it's kind of like, it's a lot harder of an industry to be successful in. Um, And, and I think we may end up being like a hybrid, you know, like we may Mm -hmm. have like two sectors because we want to have everything for everyone. We want to be able to have everything so that like, people that like don't have a lot of money on a budget can like afford our kanamas, but at the same time yep. also want high quality kanamas. So we want to be able to, to, to account to both of those people. Yeah. Um, Which a lot of the companies are doing now, you know, you look at Kusa with their craft. Yeah. Craft and soul with their shapes. Shibuyas. Yeah, totally. Right, right now. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so that is kind of the idea, except almost in another Avenue of not just kanama though. Like, like I said, like we want to up, uplift artists and like, we really like, this is the, the ideal 
goal, right? It's like we want to uplift artists and we also want to like um, create like really like high-end custom apparel, kind of like almost like find your wings co type of stuff. Mm. Um, that's kind of like the ideal situation, but that's almost like, um, it'd almost be like what Chrome is doing in a way where like they have yes, the yes. Kanamas and then they do collabs mm-hmm. with the, these like high-ender companies and they just kind of have that as like a separate thing. Yep. So, yeah. so for, for a most front, like we would be a Kanama company and that's why it's 365 Kendama, right? Because right. that's what the forefront of our company is. Um, but we do with, we, we, we do and would like to put artists on those platforms and be able to provide that for everyone, for them to, for them to be able to uplift themselves as a name and for us to be able to help them with that. And for everyone to be able to grow as a whole, uh, mm-hmm. that is like, so such a sick idea. Right. And like letting creatives be creatives and just giving them that space to be creative in whatever the way, way they want. And we will support that. Right. And, yeah. but we would only do that for people that we, we believe in. Right. Like, we have some we have some people lined up that we we really think that would like be yep. great and like would would flourish in that type of space with that creative um the creative outlet and so that's kind of like what we want to do in the future but as of now we definitely 100% are trying to get our baseline right and just kind of get kanamas in the flow and get kanamas on stock mm-hmm. uh, and and separate ourselves through our designs and just show people that like we have that quality, but we also yep. have that uh, understanding that like what people what people need, you know. And so that that that's a forefront in like our designs and also our shape, because mm-hmm. people already have been giving us great reviews on that shape. And and although it's hilarious enough, it is our version four prototype. Um, but we meant to have uh, a fifth prototype. Yep. And like I said before. As a perfectionist, I would like to wait until we have everything perfect. Mm. Um, but I have this guy to tell me when things need to happen. And so I'm like, okay, as much as it pains me, so very much pains me to like, <laughs> have this have to happen. Like I, and, and like, that's what I was saying earlier. Like I have a new respect for uh, other Konama companies in that, in this new perspective of Konama of like, now I understand why things take as long as they do and why sometimes like products don't come out as much as you want them to because of timelines. Right. And that's just business. Mm -hmm. And so I fully understand that. And I have a newfound respect for that. Uh, Like I said before, I do think that they could have been more prioritized. And that's one thing that we are fully like invested in is I think that we have a huge advantage of is that we are like, I, I feel maybe, I, maybe like this behind the scenes, I don't know, but it feels like we are, since we're new, it makes sense. Uh, we'll, I hope this stays. Um, yeah. We are so motivated to just like mm-hmm. make ourselves big and, and continue to grow that like and make the best shit, just make the best shit that we can. And that we have seen as players, like the perspective of players throughout the year, the years, like lack of that, that lack mm-hmm. thereof. We just really want to contribute that. And we know how, you know, based on what we have experienced. Yep. And so like, that is our motivation. Uh, and that's what keeps us on it every day and three, six, five all day. Right. Like that's what the, that's what the idea is. And it's not, it's not as like literal of a meaning of like, Oh, three, six, five, we post every day. We, we film every day. We, whatever it's, 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 it's actually a beautiful concept in my mind because it's like, it's three, six, five Kendama. It's, it's like everyone, 
It's like anything, anyone and everything. 365 all day. It's like you think about Kanama. You, you, we play Kanama on the West Coast and then the other side of the world, they play Kanama. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's happening no matter what all day, whether we like it or not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then it's like, whether it be us thinking about it, playing, whatever it may be, everyone is like contributing to Kanama and like pushing forth like that progress bar. You know, it's like a pro I think of it like I think Kanama of Kanama is like a progress bar. Every time like we get like a big boost, like the Romania boost, the the Hawaii boost, like mm-hmm. little big boosts, right? But no matter what, every single time anyone uh posts a trick, okay, there's a little notch in the progress bar. Anytime mm-hmm. anyone even thinks about it, that's not like as tangible of a progress bar, but okay, that's still progressing the game no matter what. If you're thinking about it that means you're progressing it. Right. And so that Mm -hmm. is like the core concept of what it is. And it's like, just straight up, like that's, we're just trying to just make it as best as we can for everyone. And anyone that can like attach to that mindset of just like progression, right. You've you've, you've seen Kaizen before, you know, Mm -hmm. like the the concept of progression, like, like that's why we call it the fusion shape is because like, it's a, it's a fusion of us as players, us as an ex- collective experience, us shapes. It's just everything involved you could possibly imagine. Like that's why it's called the fusion shape. It's a fusion of fucking energies. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just really fucking passionate about it. And like, we just really like see Kanawa for what it is. And we, <laughs> we know it can be a big cause it has been big. And although mm-hmm. we may be in a dip, we know we'll have another big boost and like what better time to have a company than like in a dip, it'll have another big boost. Like we're not Mm -hmm. worried about that. If we Mm -hmm. can contribute toward the growth, that is all we want to do. And at the end of the day, okay. Like we were, we were lucky enough to have a Sue lab collaboration and we broke even guess what? We didn't lose anything. So, so even if this is a bust, it doesn't matter. Like we still Mm -hmm. contributed and like, we still put forth that progress in that progress bar. And like, yeah. yeah, all we ever want to see. Like, I don't give a shit if this company doesn't work. I just want Kanama to work, you know? So mm-hmm. that's honestly it at the end of the day. So yeah. that's that. Yeah. Like you mentioned, right? Your first drop a collab with Sue Lab, which is, is really big. That's a really uh, bold statement to come out as a first company to make I, that drop because a lot of people, of course, will, you know, as, as we saw, they sold out like hotcakes. <laughs> uh, or, or I should say like shaved ice on a hot summer's day that everyone will be looking at. Yeah. This, this new uh, what's, what's going to come next. How can you top as you know, the, the, the uh, people in Kendama who always want to make like junior saying yourself, you always want to make something that you've never seen before. You always want to kind of top yourself. And I'm sure Stodd, you feel that same way with your tricks and stuff. I always wanted to be outbeat yourself. Yep. So before we answer that question, um, yeah, how, let's explain how the Sioux Lab thing happened and possibly answer if it's going to be a solidified thing. It's just a collab just for the opening. How did it get put together? I mean, I mean, from the, the get-go, it was more of like, let's hit up Sue and see if he wants to do this. Um, that was kind of like, like the goal. Uh, we will not like continually do the Sioux Lab stuff um for the foreseeable future like we don't want to like make that like a pinnacle of our like our 
business. Mm-hmm. And we don't really feel like we need to. Um, the Sulab stuff was more of like, okay, like what's the best paint? How can we get it? And what, like, what can we do? And why not? And why not? Like, let's hit them up. So I hit up Sue. I know Sue personally. And I was like, Hey, like we want to like introduce a company. Um, we want to have like the best quality, like Thomas that we can possibly get. And we feel like you provide that. Um, do you want to work with us? And he was, um, ecstatic. He was more than stoked to do that. He was very excited to, to work with us. And he was like, yo, and, like, and like you've said in the past, he's, I think really what it was is that he's like Stodge's favorite Canelo player. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and so we had that connection and that was, we're, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Like, I, 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 I like, 2016, like, personally, and like, I've worked with him. I've been to his shop and. You know, there's like a relationship there and people are like, yo, dude, like, how did you do that? I was like, I, I, I know him. Like, I, I've talked with him. I understand him. And I was lucky enough to like, get to know him before he had any pain. Yeah. You know, and I feel like he understands that. And so we hit him up and we're like, yo, like your paint's the best. Like, let's make something happen. And he was very. He believed in us. He was very reciprocal and he believed in what we were doing and he like was wanting to work with us and it was really cool to like kind of work on a project where we we designed all of our kens like or all of our thomas like we designed kens and thomas yeah we designed everything and he was kind of like cool i can do that and I'll, I'll make this for you but like we designed all of it and it was a really cool experience to work with them so now the shape is was that made at the factory here in japan that was the kens our, that was our shape that was prototyped four times over here in the U S. So we tried to, cause as, as much as it's weird to say this, like all of the Konama shapes made in one place for the most part, like Conroy makes all of our Konamas mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. And so like, we decided to try to make a new shape and they were really understanding of what we were trying to do. And we made, I feel like a very good shape, you know, for the first run, for the first run. Well, not the first run, but the fourth run. <laughs> first run of our release. Right. Like yeah. we, we did four prototypes. First public, yeah. Got to that and, point. And, and that's where that like difficulty comes in of what we were talking about earlier with Rod is like, if we were to have a hand turner or to mm-hmm. be hand turning, we wouldn't need to pay for multiple prototypes, right? So exactly, yeah. It was a hefty dollar you know, on making mm-hmm. four prototypes. So be happy, people. <laughs> Dude, no, yeah, I think they are. I don't, I don't hear any complaints. Yeah, so, so, and that's the crazy thing to me is like, mm-hmm. I am such a perfectionist and I'm like, this shit's garbage. Like, <laughs> like if Kanama is like not good for every trick, I hate it. And, and, and so like, hate it. I'm like, it's bad. And so like, we've had such great reviews and I'm like, yo, these were like not even the final product. Like, and so as of now, we do have the, the hopefully final uh, prototype being sent to us. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays. Right. But that was what that was what the main idea was, was that like the last one. And so we're really mm-hmm. stoked to try it out. And um, whether 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 the changes we made work or not, like we can we can figure that out. You know, yeah. we can we put the old the, the new Serato on the old spear, old spear mm-hmm. on the new Serato, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll do whatever is best, you know, but, um, it's, it's a really, it's a real, uh, it's a game to be able to like balance the Hanroid, like, or, or China discrepancies in yep. like, in, in, in like Kanamas because yep. some are going to be good. Some are not. And that's just kind of what you have to deal with. But my ideal like mindset is like, I want 
let's say this is the average. Let's say most of them like are, are good. Half of them are tilty. Half of them are not for lunar. Like I need them mm. to be here. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They need to be all pristine for lunar, but they need to at least be half away good for lunar because I know MJ, you do a lot of slings, but like, what's the first thing people do when they pick up a canal? They put it on lunar. lunar. Yeah. Exactly. Every single time. And so it's like, if your paint's not pristine, well, then your shape has to be. And, and, and so, and like, even though like there's discrepancies in, in China, like shapes, like you can a hundred percent account for that. Like I will say, even though the no jumper shape is pretty wonky in my own, like, uh, perspective, like, they're great for lunar and no matter what no matter what even if they're bad for lunar their lunar their lunarisms are going to be like up here right like they're <laughs> going to be mostly good for lunar um mm-hmm. and then and then it's all it's also skinny so what do you know like fucking even though like you know how cups like you push them down super hard and then it's mm-hmm. like for lunar well it's still, they're yeah. still going to stay on so just like boost them up like an inch they'll still stay on and now it's mm-hmm. good sling you know exactly it's like i don't know like i think that's a good shape in my in my own like opinion because it's like well they're mostly good for lunar i mean i was doing like easy you know like forward double like uh forward flip like double and like that's how you know like adam is good it's like if it's doing forward lunar flips like i remember like uh mko like 2017 like or 2018 even like every single sweets comp has lunar tricks, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part, because all their paint's great. Every single yeah. sweet <laughs> gonna have good paint. Yeah. yeah. And so all their players are gonna be able to good to do like lunar tricks. And so all their tricks consisted of like a forward, you know, and yeah. then catch. Like the backflip catch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. your dominoes are gonna be good for that. And all your players are gonna be be good for that. So if we can account for that and make something the most playable mm. to our own like you know, uh, to our own control, then, then I will do that 10 times out of 10. So, so the Tamas were produced over here in Japan, Sulab, you got the friction clear. The and then the, Kens, then the Kens were all produced in Hundui in China. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's that public knowledge. We're not trying to hide that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bold move on the uh, on the black Ken and good to spice it up with that red spike because, you know, we've seen painted Kens in the past for the OGs. You remember old Sweets days when they had those like crayon right. attack mm. Kens and stuff. Yeah. A black Ken is is really difficult, even if you're messing with like a walnut once it gets dark totally. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's ideal as like as far as like a Kanama player's dream. Like, you know, we're still in like the dream phase. Like, you know, we're kind of like it. so sick, like type of thing. And now we're like... <laughs> yeah. We're learning, right? <laughs> and, mm-hmm, and, right? And the one thing is like, well, okay, the two things that I've always said is like, uh, I if anyone uh, can can understand this, like this listening is uh, the Camo Azores, uh, 430 Camo Azores, no boot, mm. make like Camo kind of uh, textured Azores, like, yeah. but every single thing would be textured except for the cups. And so yeah, I've yeah. always been a proprietor of like, do whatever, sorry, uh, do whatever you want to like the Ken, but don't mess with the cups. Like I'm totally. okay with like some slick stalls, like whatever. But like, if you're fucking, if you're fucking with my lunars, like you're done. Like I don't want, <laughs> you're done. I don't want anything to do with you, you know? And so I, I understand like, you know, people being like, oh, like it's, it's kind of slick, but in reality, like we found that it does not a greatly affect play. Like it's, it's like, it's a little slick, 
but it's not yeah, like yeah you can't, it's, not like, it's not like you can't do tricks on it like the shape is good and you can still slap loons you know and uh, given the paint right the like, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would never do we would excuse me we would never do this on like gloss right we would never do a black can on gloss we're not stupid <laughs> You know, <laughs> like we like we were like yeah. oh, we can get away with like this because it's like it's a Sioux lab, you know, mm-hmm. and so whatever you know, and like this to me, from what I've keep hearing from people, obviously this is not why people bought it, but like it's a collection piece, right? Like that is like a really great piece to just like have in your collection. It, it is. Uh, yeah. If there's one thing we could change, honestly, the only thing is I. I mean, uh, I didn't. I don't know. Well, so first of all. Also, two things. One is we told the factory, yo, we're down for stain or paint, whatever's mm, easier. Yeah. That's why I made this exact one beach. So I made the other one's maple, this one beach, because I okay. figured that if they were to stain it, then it would soak in to beach better. Right, right, right. I don't know. Mm. Right. Like I'm still trying to figure out the limitations of the of the factory. You know, we all know that like I wish that they would just send a pamphlet. And they'd be like, yo, this is all we can do, right? Like, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Like, then I wouldn't have to ask a million questions and figure yeah. out what the capabilities are, right? But yeah. I'm down to push the boundaries so that now, in the future, I know, okay, so what we want to change is, this goes into my second point, is the only thing I would change from this can is, obviously, if we were to control the cups, I wouldn't paint the cups because it's paint at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be stained. Um, and then the second thing would be, uh, would deal with it has done is clear coating the spike. Mm, yeah. So when we yeah. clear coat the spike, it makes it less prone to chipping. Right. But now mm. we have a battle, battle scar spike. Let's go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was definitely one thing that I, I found really helpful. That they hey, did on the food that food. Yeah. 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 It definitely, you do see like yeah. the extra like shine That's to exactly it. So yeah, where there's we got it from. extra. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's a little, of course, and there's like, going and to like, be wear and tear that, right? chipping like, on that. Yeah. And like this, within like four spikes, you're going to chip it, you know? And it's like, uh, okay. And, and like, it's mm. not lost, you know, it's just paint. And we were like, ah, like that just kind of sucks. Right. And that's like, right. Yeah. Especially when you're releasing like a premium product, it's kind of like premium oh. price. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of like, God damn it. But, but, you know, I, I would hope that people are somewhat lenient to the fact that like we, I mean, I know that um, I'll give a big shout out to iNetter and like Winsco for this. Like he understands a lot, like, and he's been defending us like on, you know, I mean, people kind of suck sometimes and, suck. and they will, they will just be impatient in customer yeah. service. And, and yeah, so yeah. we've seen him defend us multiple times. I'm like, yo, these guys like are some of the best players in the world. I know them personally. If I know them, they will fix it. And also like be patient guys. Like this yeah. is like, this this is as new to them as it is to us, right? Like yep. this is so new to us, guys. Like we are learning so much as we as we go on. Like honestly, like mm-hmm. and like I'm scared every time I send like a proto, <laughs> like a proto to the factory because I'm like, right. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like yeah. <laughs> we yeah. spent, like, spent well, at that point, hours. it's out of your hands. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I don't know. Like in the future, like we like okay, great. Like we've learned, we've learned already from this. And that's what I mean earlier when I'm talking about like a different perspective of Kanama, like I went to NACO and like, I just feel like it was a whole different perspective. It's like, everyone's like so supportive and like, everyone's just like, 
talking about like so they're all stoked and stuff and like it's really cool but also really like oh there's all these expectations i don't really like let that get to me because like Mm. I, I I don't really know what I'm expecting in, in the sense, like, unfortunately, like we're a little bit more reactive in this moment, just because as a company, as like a business, you know, because we were really like focused on these two labs. Um, and like, we've had them out for, we've had these Thomas since like March, like a long time. Oh, okay. yeah. And so we've like really wanted to roll them out perfectly. Like we knew that first impressions, like really important, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously since unfortunately money is a factor, you know, we've had to, we've had to make our own situations work with money wise, like money, money doesn't just come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like it does not, I mean, to be honest, since this is for the nerds and if you're listening three hours in, then you get to know this, but we've been taking loan, we've taken loans out and like, we've, we've done serious, like actual, like uh, committal things to like make this work because yep. that's how much we fucking want to work, want it to work. And like, yeah. and so, you know, we're, we like are so grateful for this like collaboration. Right. But like, mm-hmm. like that really set us off, but yep. it's like, at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, like I was saying earlier, it's like, what really sets you apart is like your designs or your ideas. And that's why I genuinely think the list, the pages of ideas I have for things almost like other than Kendama are mm. going to carry us through. Like mm. I'll dispel like one, you know what I mean? Like literally like, uh, like Kendama. Um, have you ever seen like um, those like, uh, like little like crystal, like squares where it's like in the middle of them it's like some like in like laser engraved mm. yeah yeah i know what you're talking it's like a paperweight thing and it's like see-through glass and yeah, then inside exactly. there's like a picture it's like a picture exactly oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. i want to make those but like with kendama like poses inside of them so mm. like one of them is like you know it like like in motion or something or the next one's like it like in bird or the next one's like it in like rovering or something like, That's it's, like it's like a little glass figure that you can just put on your shelf right and you so should like, try and make them into tamas what do you oh like what do you mean <laughs> or like the, gla- <laughs> the, the glass like a glass like tama a, with like the picture inside of it but it just sits on like it's a tama but inside it's like yeah. you're doing like a rover a <laughs> yeah 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 you do That's a rover fire. on the rover tama i'll give you one percent commission you should you should I'll, make i'll a- take it <laughs> you can make like uh like children's books of like you know those books of like animals uh-huh. running no 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 yeah. like, the, like there's two different pictures and yeah. there's like a filter in front of it so when you move the two mm-hmm. pictures it makes the motion happen yeah oh, so yeah. you could do that oh. with it with like a postcard or some shit who knows be, the trippiest yeah. kendama to play with in the whole world that kind of stuff like it's it's like it's kendama but it's not like kendama and it's so, not the ex- exact kendama that you can play with. There's so different like, accessories for it yeah, that you can add to it. Oh, so, I mean, you could put anything on it. Like, I cannot on anything, right? Uh-huh. But I'm not trying to just make it so, like, I've seen that before. It's like, okay, make a slipper, put a kendama on it. It's like, yeah. you know, like I want to, like, make it so, like, when you put the slippers together, it makes a spike. Or, like, yeah, it's, something it's more fun. Yeah. It's fun and it's interactive. Totally. I just, I have like, like I'm saying, like, I just want to bring that to Kanama because it's more fun and it brings more fun into your everyday life. Like, okay, you're pouring your coffee and I don't know, it's like a, your, your coffee mug is the can or your coffee is the can and your mug is the Tama and you're lacing. Yeah. (laughs) And you're lacing. And and guess what? That's 365. You're, you're lacing 365 no matter what. That's what the fucking brand is. It's like, 
it, it's like not so literal. It's just literally anyone who's thinking about Konama, anyone who's press, progressing Konama, anyone who's pushing Konama, anyone who's doing anything within Konama. Like that is the vibe, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's what we're all about. Hell yeah. Well, three hours into it. Um, for everyone uh-huh. who's sticking around, thanks for nerding out this hard. How's Todd doing? See you on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we handed the mic off to June for a while. You get a lot of uh, great words, insight into 365 and what you guys have been producing. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to get nerdy and say thanks to everyone, to all the Patreons who've been supporting me and Kettertainment. Yeah. And for those people who are on that five tier and up, we got some questions for you guys from the community. Straight oh, sure. up. Sure. So here we go. Oh. Max, Max Ida asks, what are your goals, visions for giving back to the community? No shade, just a topic that'd be good to discuss. I feel like a big part of new Dama companies staying alive is making the Kendama community pie bigger and companies that miss that part tend to disappear after a few years. Mm. Goals, vision. I'm or, kind of, of course, yeah. Of course, of course Max asks that question. That's a hard one. So, um, so he's the CF, he's CFO daddy. I'm going to go to the bathroom. He's going to answer this in full. So to be honest, like I don't need to for this one. Come back over, boys. Give me Max the strong one. It's, you know, it's, it's like we always want to make sure to sponsor the best players. We want to make sure to like um, give back to those players that are really trying to push Kandama. But that's like a very vague answer. <laughs> um, it's easy It's easy to say that but it's like we want to give you know those people that are really pushing Kadama an opportunity to really like showcase their skill and like really try to demonstrate like why they are like I guess like top tier and, and, and try to show what they get to show what their skill is so it's like right now we're like we're trying to like find some of the better players out there and trying to like make sure that they're seeing mm-hmm. all the stuff. And it's like, you know, what Max is asking is very specific and kind of challenging to like, kind of like actually adapt, but we want to make sure that like, if we can, you know, like, like if we can like try to affect anything, we want to make sure that people that are like really like doing really good tricks are like getting exposure. So, so we're trying to make sure that we can expose all those players that are like, you know, like trying to come up and like, you know, trying to really do a good job. That's what mm-hmm. we want to do. It's like, make sure Just, we like, everybody has like a platform for success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if we think their ch- shit is sick, then we'll repost them and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Spreading the love. That's why and also, you know, like June also <laughs> mentioning, you know, collabs with artists to help give them a spotlight yeah. and stuff. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. The next yeah. one's coming totally. from Mr. Daniel Robinson. You both Ooh. have different strengths that complement each other very well, and 365 is a fantastic representation of that. How, as a community, can we use that same approach of utilizing individual strengths with others to further grow Kendama? Of course, Dero asked something like that. That's, That's a very, <laughs> That's a very, a very big question. I mean, I mean, there's so many strengths to be had. You know, and, and like, mm-hmm. that'd be so great if like, we could all just be on the same team. Like, you know, well, I kind of are, I, I was going to say this earlier. It's like, you know, yeah. 
you guys are leaving teams to make your own company to do that and stuff. But I think we're all on the same team. You know, we're on we team Kendama. Yeah, totally. Yep. And, and, and like, no key to answer Jiro's question, like, this is the answer. It's like us talking and like mm-hmm. us collaborating with each other. Like us talking to other talent players is so big in each other's growth. Like it, I've already gotten motivation, already gotten ideas just from literally us talking for a three hour conversation. Like, mm-hmm. okay, great. Like we're all like, yo, this is a grind, but like low key, it's like, it's three hours and it's not that long. And me and Rod have talked for 15 hours, you know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. To really entertain your question, it's like, we all need to unite. Like, that's really what it is. Is like, we need to have mm-hmm. like, I mean, ah, oh, man, like, there's so much we could do. It's like when you, when you want to talk about competition, uh, when you like, uh, like, what is it? Like uh, regulations, c- competition regulations. When you, when you want to talk about community, uh, involvement, like there's, there's whatever realm you want to go down, every single one's going to be beneficial. And mm-hmm. so it's like my own like perspective is like, I would like to go down the competition regulation, um, like perspective is like, that's how we could grow together. Like genuinely, it's like we create a committee, a committee, and like we agree on a generalized rule set for Kanama, and we all abide by that. And because that creates, uh, like actual generalized, accurate rankings, which also makes events better because then we can seed the events. If anyone doesn't know what seeding, yep. if anyone doesn't know what seeding is, it means you can allocate rankings for players and you can put them. Uh, you know where to put them in the bracket. So mm-hmm. if it's a double mm-hmm. elimination bracket and that's what everyone's agreed on, that's what will happen at every single competition. Yeah, um, And that's how you rank players because how are you supposed to rank players based on a single elimination bracket versus a double elimination bracket, right? It's it's impossible almost. And so, because uh, there's no losers run. You don't know if Zach Gallagher is going to come back and beat Nick in the losers bracket, right? Like, True. And so, and so like that along with seating, it's like no, seating's always been a problem. It's like you never know if like Bondatron is going to face Jake Fisher in round one. That's that's yeah. that should be a top eight match, right? And yeah. so yeah. that is one way that we can honestly unite as players is really creating a generalized rule set and a generalized way yeah. of competing. And mm-hmm. that is the first thing I would say we have to do as players. Other than that. Great. We can always talk and we can always scheme and we can always yeah. talk about tricks. We always have been, we always will be, that mm-hmm. will never change. But yeah. when you yeah. want to have a progress, that's how we progress. Mm-hmm. And it's like you were saying too, there's lots of different people who have different, like have their hands in different facets of the community. And yeah. like through that, I think a good point to bring out too, is just to like talk to these individuals that have different skills and like help them, you know, help each other, help lift each other up. Like, by using oh, no, each yeah. other's skills to help each other out. You know, it's basically what oh, you're right. saying as well. Well, in reality, it's like, talk to the people in power, talk to the tournament, tournament organizers. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. who is the tournament organizer? And we make, we, we get them in a meeting and we, we make a committee, if you will, and, and mm-hmm. talk about what everyone agrees on. And that's what it is. Like, you know, you figure out scheduling as it is and, and yeah. you don't have enough time. Well, okay. Start earlier. You make enough time. Because that's what we've all agreed on. And that's how we standardize Konama. And if you genuinely want it to grow, that's how you do it. Like, it's never going to go anywhere if you don't standardize it. Like, the the Olympics are never going to see legitimization if you don't standardize competition. That's just not going to happen. 
And there you go. we're getting uh, to the realms of uh, WKA, World's Kendama Association talks right here. There you yeah. go. And WKA, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, let's make whatever Gross. you want it to be. Like, <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it. Full, full hedge. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, uh, one thing in the future that I would like to do also is like, uh, I think there needs to be more competitions. I've said this throughout the years. Like, I think there is not enough at all. Yeah. Like, look at like, um, I, I like to compare our scene to the Smash Bros scene. Like, there's a weekly, there's locals, there's weeklies, there's majors, mm. there's monthlies. Like, and like those players, like whether it be online uh, or whether it be in person, they get that opportunity to progress mentally in their competition growth. And, 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 and unfortunately with Kanama, like it's expensive and people don't have money and I get it. And mm. y'all, you can say all my homies say fuck online, but you're the ones who are slacking on not doing online because yeah. if, if, if we have a bi-weekly online tournament, well then guess what? People get to practice. Like, it's the same thing. Like I won my first competition online ever, mm-hmm. like a couple of months ago. And like, I legitimately had as much pressure. I mean, I just, I just performed at Nico and like, Honestly, I felt more pressure in the finals versus D Westy than I would have versus Jacob Treble in like second round. Like obviously it's finals mm-hmm. versus second round, but the pre- the same exact mindset is still there. And you there's something to be had there. And, and obviously we make it work. We always make it work in Kanama. <laughs> it's jank. And sometimes it can be jank. You know, talking uh referencing Sakura 2017 or 18 when when Nick Gallagher and, and Bonds were like rain it's like raining and it's like dusting winds and like <laughs> like the, the whole the whole like uh festival is over and then like you know and, and like in like the tents of like the gritty grimiest grand finals you ever imagined but in that moment that's all that mattered yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean that's all that mattered in that moment and like that's that's what online is and like that's what i would like to make it be i would want to create a new online platform to where everyone feels that they can grow competitively I'm sorry to like run up the time. Um, oh, it's all good. I, I just go. I feel very, very passionate about that. And like, I, Word. that's like, if I could take anything away from this entire thing, like that is a hundred percent, like what I want people to understand. Like, I think it's like fucked up that it's not already like, just like a normalized thing. So hmm. we need to make Konami normalized and, and competitively like substantial for everyone. Oh, yeah. Heard it here first on the nerds from June. Yeah. We got two more questions. Trey Christensen asks, both of you guys have been players for some of the biggest Kenjama companies. What are the major differences in owning your own company now and the pros and cons of being a player versus an owner? Much love. Can't wait to watch y'all grow this company. Being an owner is amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> being an owner is great, but like it's way harder. Like, you know, like when yeah. you're a player, like there's not a re- lot of responsibility on you as a player to like make sure like things happen. Like as an owner, it's yeah. like, you know, like you're responsible for everything that happens. So yeah. it's like, you know, that person get their condominium, that person, is that person happy? Is like all these other other little things. And, customer like, service. Like, <laughs> are you responding yeah. to this fucking 20 customer service emails uh, a week? You know, like, hey, we don't have 20. Okay. We don't have 20. <laughs> we got like three <laughs> you know but it's like it, it, our commas are good okay <laughs> it, it's uh it's much harder to be a company that really cares about like what they're going to do as opposed to like a company that like doesn't give a shit and so like we have you know a lot of people that we're responding to and helping out and it's like it's not the same situation 
that we anticipated. You know, it's like, yo, like are we like it's a lot more work than you would think. It's a lot of work. It's a <laughs> yeah. lot of work. And people that go like, yeah. oh, it's not that hard. It's like, no, that's not true. Like it's really hard. And we're oh making God. sure that we're responding <laughs> to everybody and yeah. anybody. I and text this kid like every day for at least an hour or two. <laughs> yeah, every we day. talk we talk every day. It's like every oh, day. People yeah. are like, oh, it's not that hard. It's like, no, like, like we we, we, we started off like talking like Every every day, every other day, every other week, like okay, yeah. this needs to happen. Then this needs to happen. Then, but since the launch, like since the CEO launch, like we talk every single day. It's like yeah. I'm responding to customer service emails. I'm I'm responding to a whole set of emails, and it's like all these other things that's like you don't really anticipate. And like that's like, been the hardest part for me is like making sure that I stay on top of everything. But I love it. You know, it's like that's what I send up for, and it's it is not easy to take all that for granted and to like pretend like it's not hard because doing what I've done and what he's done in the past two months is really challenging. And it's, it's part of the, the reason why we do this because it's hard. And why I have a newfound respect for company owners as well. There's that whole new, like I was saying perspective of Kandama. Um, And then from my perspective of, I think that as of now, I play a lot of Kanama, right? And so it, for me, is also really hard to be able to balance those things, like being a player, but also being an owner. And like, there's days where like, I'm like, yeah, like I can't play today. And like, I have to do this today. And like, that's part of being an adult, I guess, you know? And But the thing is, is like, (laughs) I'd rather do that than like have to sacrifice that for something that wasn't, like I said, that progress bar of like progress the game. Like I'd rather like be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to like play today and progress my own self, but I'll progress the game today. Yeah. Right. Hell and yeah. that's great to, that's great to know that I'm doing that. And mm-hmm. I will take that 10 times out of 10 than working at some fucking shitty ass Starbucks juice bar job. Like <laughs> no matter what, like, and, and like at the end of the day, if it fails, I can always go back to that, you know? And like, I, yeah. I, I don't care. Like, yeah. juice bar like ain't going anywhere. I don't even care if like I even have to go back to that, which I am doing. I work construction, uh, you know, part-time yeah, if you will. Yeah. And so I don't care. Like I will always be doing this no matter what, like you can't get rid of me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> the June bug. <laughs> the June bug. Exactly. I'm attached. <laughs> Going into our final question from none other than the third nerd, Haley Bischoff. First hey. off, congrats Bish, guys. Good. Love you both. Love you, Ben. What do you think are the top three most important things to focus on when creating a new Kendama brand? Top three most important things. Okay, well, I'll start with the number one. You go with the number two, and then we'll both get number three. Okay. Number one for me (laughs) is the player. Like, that is something, uh, like, a perspective that I have always had that I felt was underwhelming and like, that's kind of the nature of what it is. And like, I I understand business and, and maybe like, maybe, maybe like in the future, like I will further understand why these businesses like make these decisions. But um, I've always felt like the player has been underutilized or under, um, under, underwhelmed, underpromoted. And I think Mm -hmm. that they deserve more. So, um, so I, 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 think that um players should get minimum of like six dollars per promod like genuinely mm. like after okay. like a decent amount of like money per promod because i've in the past gotten at least like half of that and i 
even though I'm just playing Kanama and it's great. Like I get, I, I like, they, they're like, yeah, we're making mods. I'm like, cool. I get $400, $500 sick. Like that's a nice little boost. But like, to me, like I want to make this like a actual beneficial situation for everyone. I want, I want the players to be able to make a living off of this if possible. Like obviously there's not enough money in Kanama. And like, I understand that, but like, I, I genuinely think there's some Oilers you know, that we can milk. <laughs> <laughs> Got to milk the Oilers, you know? Thank you. Um, and so I, like what I was saying, like with those, like those like, bi-weekly like tournaments, like I, I genuinely think like we can make this like an actual like franchise. Like we can make this like an actual fucking legitimate thing that people subscribe to and believe in and, and, and then want to support. And, and, and bottom line is that the grassroots community is only growing like even though we don't have like a huge community like generally like mm-hmm. the grassroots community it's always been there they're never going oh, yeah. whether they shrink a little bit or not they're always growing and they're always going to buy kanamas nonstop. Mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what we i mean that's what the whole community lives on is grinders right yep. the passion <laughs> we, we live on the passion and i never want that to stop honestly like it makes me like emotional like i just like literally fucking don't ever i just want to make that last as long as possible <laughs> so that is my oh, yeah. first and foremost like contribution is putting money toward the players 100 yep. that's what our goal is makes yeah. so sure number that. one out of three you guys can yep. fill up the other two spots of important things when creating well, a like, company yeah it's like you know we can really like do the kind of right things and we can like really try to like kind of like compensate our players but like you know we've been sponsored before we know what that looks like and it's like we want to really take care of our players you know and it's like that's like that's all i've ever wanted to do is like as a company owner it's like you know like i want to make sure that like you're happy you're content and like we can make sure that you're like prospering and if that means that we like make sure that we grow you as a player, then like that's what it is. Like we are not interested in like fucking being in this for the short run. We're not interested in doing this other than the fact that like we want to make sure that you succeed and that the players that we invest in actually have a future. And so like we will make sure that you can you can compensate it and that you really love what you're doing. But number two, I would say is um, I mean, honestly, like our contribution towards like, just kind of what isn't already there. Right. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like number two would be kind of like, like Filling I said before, is like, I feel like there's so many things that like, just doesn't happen. Um, like someone can make a basic ass mug. Right. But like, I'm trying to make, okay, I'll explain one more. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to make a fucking <laughs> dog toy. You know what I'm saying? That's it's like a Kanama shaped dog toy, you know? Mm-hmm. There you go, people. There you go. Fucking just a race to the finish. I've seen it. I've seen it in Japan. Yeah, it doesn't matter, motherfuckers, because I got a list. They got some. You know? Keep so, it Whatever. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, there's right. so many little things. Like, obviously, it's like, that's like a novelty. And like, those are little novelties that don't like progress the game. But like, they progress I guess, the love for the, they progress people the who love. are in the game. 
I it's was going to say it's it. niche at the end of the day. And so it's like, that's, I want to bring that. And like, I would love a plushie. I would love a fucking Kanama plushie that scorched water. <laughs> like, uh, it scorched water out of the spike in my face. Like, are you kidding me? Are you- wow. It's a spicy plushie, buddy. <laughs> it's a spicy plush. Like, what, uh, what store would you buy that plushie at? Are you sure it's a plushie? And she's like, yo, put me on reserve for that. Oh, my like, God. See what I'm saying though? Like, there's oh, so man. much to be done. Like, and this yeah. just doesn't exist. So, so that'd yeah. be number two. Plushy. And Going then, the gas. Guess, I guess three, number, number three would be like what I said before is like the competition, uh, like asset of like making a standardized competition okay. that like is like a bi-weekly that, that like honers can like hone in on and like, wor- like, cause like that was something that we never had growing up. Yeah. It was like, we never had competitions cons- consistently to like work on our mentality. Cause mm-hmm. like competition mentality is huge. Yeah. You look at any other esport, any other sport at all, like the inner game of tennis. Like if you never read that, that book, it's- like, it is an amazing game about like self one and self two trusting like your body versus your mind, like all these things. And like, we just have never had an opportunity for people to harness that. And yep. I just like, think that's fucked up. Like, just like, mm-hmm. I hate, I've always hated that. And I'm like, I guess it has to be me. You know, it always has <laughs> to be me. Like, I'm like, yo, it, like in suites in like 2013, I'm like me and Kayla were like, yo, you guys got to get a Twitch stream. Cause that's the move. What do you know? They get a Twitch stream. It's like, uh, like, I just wish it could just happen. You know, <laughs> that's my own little yeah. drive. That's my yeah. own little drive. But obviously I want to see the progress bar grow more and more. And I would rather have that happen than, and I, I'm willing to sacrifice my own playtime and my own perspective as, as a player to like make that stuff happen. Uh, what's good, Caleb? You trying to do that? But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little by little, uh, we're all learning at the same time and uh, yeah. trying to, yeah. The but like you said, we can, we can, can include other people in that. Like I can, yeah, yeah. I mean, Caleb's, um, Caleb is the reason that double elimination in Kanama is why it is. He is, yep. he made a post in 2016, 2017. That is <laughs> why Kanama is double elimination. So yeah. I pay, I, I pay a lot of respect to him for all the stuff he's done and all the stuff he wants to do. And um, I just think it's a matter of like, everyone needs a means to do these things. Yeah. Right. Like I know so many people that want to like make something of themselves and, and be able to be supported, monet, monet, whatever money. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, monetarily. Uh, monetarily. Monetarily. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, fam. My fans, you know, got me. I got uh, you. So yeah, that's pretty much yep. what we're fucking what we're fucking about, Haley. Love you. Love you. Episode five five of Dominoes oh, yeah. with Chris June, Nick Stott of 365, a new Kendama company that is coming Buy out. Hey. <laughs> Lots of new stuff. We're I think Peace everyone treaty. in the, in the excitement excited for the future of what you guys are going to do already you are big in the name uh big names in the game so i'm sure you know even without this big sue lab first debut drop there would have been plenty of eyes on you guys to see what you're going to do and of course what oh, you yeah. do next oh, um yeah. dudes thanks for the time for sitting down thank with you, these nerds bro. in the virtual studio holy shit everyone mm-hmm. you nerds hey, still there you, <laughs> almost three and a yeah. half hours like a big big shout outs to all the nerds who are still listening to this. Yo, this, this might be a longer this might be our longest episode so far. Let's possibly, go. possibly. I mean, I've been known to be a rambler, so I, I do apologize in advance. <laughs> I, I am genuinely sorry. Like, you get me on a topic, like I'll ramble. Like, <laughs> uh, but you have to. No MJ, need to apologize, but MJ, it was nice to meet you. Like, actually, like, kind of official, yep. somewhat officially. 
somewhat. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're yeah. having at least the conversations, you know, not just and, a hi, and, how you doing? Totally. And <laughs> we, we hope to be able to make it out to Japan or, or somewhere in that region in the next couple of years and then do our own type Catch of event. December 11th. December yeah, 11th. 100%. That is on our map. So uh, I would love to be able to meet you in person. There you go. Hang out. Do some more nerdy stuff. But dude, uh, well, yeah, everyone, again, thanks for hanging out. That Thank was Domino's. Episode five. Episode five. five. Thank you guys, love you. Thank love you, Rod. Love. And on okay. that note, these nerds are out. I'm